Greetings, and welcome to Eavesdropping at Midnight, a series of conversations between myself and other practitioners of astrology, magic, and alchemy. If you're curious what the students of the weird sciences talk about once the sun's gone down, pull up a chair, pour yourself a drink, and have a listen. I'm Austin Kopic, and I'll be half the conversation. My partner in conversation for this, my very first episode of Eavesdropping at Midnight, is none other than Mr. Tony Mack. Tony is a professional jeweler and metalsmith based in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and he specializes in working with clients on a one-on-one basis to create custom pieces in perfect alignment with their intention. And more than a few of those pieces are talismans, Tony is also a fine astrologer and a finer astrological magician. Tony's combination of skills makes him an exemplar of the celestial art, a practitioner who makes a regular practice of uniting heaven and earth, star and stone. I've known and worked with Tony for almost a decade now, and I couldn't be happier that he's my first guest. We talked for a good long while, so let's just jump in. But so I remember, did you ever do, did you ever try to do any uh, planetary magic without the timing? I, uh, you know, occasionally, uh, my work with Saturn has been kind of, uh, I guess you could say non-electional. Uh, I mean, aside from planetary days and hours, I've been taking more of a, uh, not exactly a devotional approach, but um, kind of meeting Saturn halfway, as in like physically going up a mountain. Yeah. Kind of meeting them halfway. So yeah. like in Saturdays, my girlfriend and I have been um, doing hikes up to the highest peak that we can go to in our area. And it's pretty grueling, but it's like, you know, it's super uh, Saturn, enriching. Saturn would not be pleased if it wasn't grueling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's I've been doing on, um, uh, you know, if, when we look at things from like a remediation point of view. Or, you know, which, or I, I think of it also, it's not just remediation, because we're not just trying to, like, heal a disease, right? But we're, sure. op- we're optimizing our chart. We're like, yeah. we're connecting, we're connecting to the powers, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, I've got, um, got certain things I do on certain days. But so I did, um, before the Picatrix was published, <laughs> um, I had, uh, I had a book. It's it's a good book in a lot of ways if you match it with the timing, but the timing and the other stuff isn't there. Um, it's sure. Denning and Phillips's Planetary Magic. You have that one? No, I don't. I, I believe you mentioned it a while ago, but I think Picatrix had already come out by the time you told me about it. Yeah, well, that was you know it's kind of all there was, um, and I found it at sure. a used bookstore. I don't know, like two thousand one, and there there were a couple different types of operations in there it's very like a sort of uh golden dawn descended um 20th century you know yeah kind of lodge magic stuff yeah and so the the timing was missing right okay but there was some good there's some good little tricks in there and there you know there are a lot of good tables of correspondence yeah Um, and all the trappings yes all the trappings all the all the fixings um, yeah, that's right. Got to have them. But no, but but no, no clue as to when dinner time should occur. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was an operation in there for the like evocation of the Olympic planetary spirits and scrying them. Okay. And, Interesting. And you know, and I would do 
different um you know this is sort of crude days like i would you know i i knew some astrology but i hadn't i hadn't had the full traditional download you know yeah. for me like um when chris brennan convinced me to come to project hindsight in 2006 that's when i like i was like oh traditional material <laughs> right but yeah and before that i was doing astrology but i didn't i just didn't have the stuff and a lot of stuff wasn't translated um yeah i was trying to time things but sort of from um from a, i haven't been doing this quite long enough and the best material is not available to me um place sure yeah. <laughs> but I, anyway i remember i did um you know i did this like scrying the olympic spirits thing and for i did it for jupiter i think that was the first like you know, like full on, like operation, like magical operation that I did. Mm -hmm. And I got this, I got a really clear vision of this like big sort of like t rotund, jolly mayor like figure who had a pig's head. And he was just like, oh. do, 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 do. And I was like, that's interesting. Oh, that's too good. But it didn't, I like, he wouldn't really interact. He would like sort of acknowledge me, like, hello there but like like the like the mayor would acknowledge you and then move on right certainly yeah 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 and so what's funny is i um uh you know years and years later i think it was last year i was reading uh jeffrey kotak's dissertation you you follow jeffrey kotak oh yeah yeah okay yeah he's awesome maybe i maybe i can convince he is awesome maybe you i could have a discussion with him yeah that's a, i hadn't even thought of that until i just thought of that um, yeah jeffrey we need you yeah um and i would also you know it's a good way to trick somebody into just having a conversation with you um yeah, certainly you know it's for your career and stuff um, <laughs> it's work um, that's right professional development but um anyway so uh for people who don't know he's um uh he's a scholar and his specialty has been in tracing the movement of astrological texts through china and into japan and what you know and so it's basically he's looking at western persian and indian stuff uh, and the way that it moved which texts moved through um the far east the far east so i don't think it's racist but for some reason it just sounds weird and racist to me or like orientalist it is literally the far east like it's a description of space but uh yeah uh, but yeah, uh, moving through China and getting to Japan and, you know, what he found was that there are, there are Greek texts like Dorotheus that were in Japan by the ninth century AD. Yeah. That's what's, what's amazing to me is because when I think of, you know, far Eastern, if you want to call it astrology, I usually think of the Chinese Zodiac and, uh, you know, the Bagua and all this other stuff, but, yeah. uh, flying stars you know, and feng shui and all that when you have dorotheus in japan that puts a whole new uh whole new slant on it yeah exactly you know it blew my mind um yeah and so but what's interesting is part of what he's tracked are um texts which uh describe um talismans uh you know yeah, talismans in order to mitigate negative planetary effects and those talismans have images prescribed for the planets and the motherfucking image for jupiter in, in several of them is a big pig-headed dude and i was like <laughs> there it is right there you go 
And so, you know, it's that that's always the most fun, right? When you just get yeah. something through your work, it arises spontaneously. You have a vision or you're just working and that's what you get. And it doesn't necessarily. Yeah, that's the kind of confirmation that, that, that keeps me going when I start to get the dowdies and, you know, which happens from time to time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you get those uh, you get those moments that uh, kind of plug you back in shake you off you know you're like oh that thing that i dreamed of was documented 1200 years ago um by you know by monks of this sect right you're like okay <laughs> exactly yeah okay jupiter and the pigot like no it's not in it's not in Bonatti, but it's there like that's how jupiter shows up to a third of the people who were doing this um and so yeah but and and so i did various um uh, you know i learned um you know, so you're a little younger than me, so this might be a generational thing, but for um, for children of my age, every who are interested in the magics, everybody bought the giant Golden Dawn book. Do you have? Oh, okay. Do you know about the no. the Golden Brick? I bought. I got the giant blue brick. Okay. The uh, Crowley. <laughs> that was my first. Uh, right. I'm gonna get into magic. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. It, well, actually, and so. Let's side road into that. To what, so what was that like? Were you when you were how old were you? Were you like you, oh, you see at the Barnes and Noble or you know it's uh, magic has always been kind of in my peripheral, and I've always kind of been into it. But uh, man, you know, I think it was probably around two thousand and one or so, and. Uh, I was a huge Tool fan, still am. But uh, yeah, Danny Carey, the drummer, had this website that was so cool. It was like uh, just had all kinds of stuff, all these weird pages with the Rosicrucian mysteries and these strange maps of you know chateaus in France and all this stuff. But among that, he has um, he put up his whole uh, collection of first edition Crowleys and. Um, so I was like, oh, this is super interesting. So yeah. I started looking up, you know, sacredtext.com or .org or whatever oh, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was just like blown open. So the whole, it's like, oh, there's all this literature and it's, and it's all old and cool. And, you know. <laughs> and I only understand half so, of it. And what does the other yeah. mean? Well, with, with, for me in the, 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 um, the Lima stuff, I never, I didn't go 100%. For me, I was just for me i guess it always kind of is i'm just getting in there and seeing what i like and extracting it eh, for better or for worse and um yeah i guess uh, very, very for a while of you sure sure yeah just to extract it and distill it into a strange artifact so yeah i guess uh, for a while i was kind of just like seven seven sevening my way through magic so in a way that was really good i think that got me uh I got a good hold on uh, magical sympathy and correspondences, and uh, um, let's see. I think so. You know, and I did some of the meditation practices. And... Yeah. Would you remember, do you remember which ones you did? Oh, let's see. I, I did his uh, pranayama quite a bit. I was really actually into his uh, eight lectures on yoga for a while. I thought that was pretty profound at the time when I was uh, reading that. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, and the and the blue book has a few, uh, you know, weird meditation and breathing exercises and whatnot. 
you know that's uh it's interesting to bring that up so you know i've been doing um the uh hardcore vedic uh class this year oh yeah yeah you told me about yeah, that with um freedom cole who's amazing um and who i should um, i hope i can convince him to chat with me <clears throat> he's another he's like you you know he's another secret weapon um, <laughs> sure i mean that's you know i guess this that's sort of the the sub theme or the quiet theme of this podcast is like revealing some of my secret weapons <laughs> sure sure um you know like you and freedom and a couple other people um shoot what was i saying though um too many too many branches in the road at this moment um ba -ba -bum. oh yeah was i was gonna say so i've been you know i've been studying the um the vedic stuff the geotish and outside of the fragmented west um when you tug on astrology you get other things which are related right like if you're looking at it from a chinese uh if you're looking at chinese astrology for example you tug and you get the five element system and then you get medicine and then you get uh, martial arts right and you know sure. with the indian material like you tug at the astrology and then you're you know you're looking at the science of mantra formulation and god images and mm -hmm. the intersection with ayurveda right and so you know looking at a lot of indian material it's it's just re-emphasized to me what a how much the indian material uh influenced and enabled 19th century occultism um because it's like mm. You know, like the pranayama or 19th sure. to the 20th, like yeah, where did yeah. pranayama come from? Like if you look at Crowley, like where did bhakti come from? Right, bhakti is like devotion, mm -hmm. and it's like there, there's no Babylon, there's no, um, there's no Jack Parsons story without, mm -hmm. without, without bhakti, right? Without like devotional work to sure. to a god or goddess. Yeah. Um, and it's just something that I kind of keep noticing. I'm like, oh yeah, that's actually, hmm. you know, I, you know, you look at it, it's like, oh, this is your method for doing this, this, and this. And it's like, you wouldn't have, um, Mr. Englishman, you wouldn't have thought to do that unless the English were in India and, you know, some of them were respectful enough to actually think about and ask the Indians what they were doing <laughs> and why they were doing it. And that's, uh, you know, that's weird. It's like, uh, it reminds me of, of uh, the Hellenism and Alexander's conquest and how mm. you have like, you know, if, if you were on the wrong side, we, you know, we look at, we think about Alexander like, oh, he was a great hero or conqueror a million years ago. But like, <laughs> if you were on the wrong side, like that motherfucker came into your country and killed, you know, <laughs> knocked your king out. Uh, oh, yeah. He arranged everything like that is literally military conquest. And yet that opened all these roads for, you know, the the old Mesopotamian wisdom to mix with the Egyptian, to mix with yeah. the Greek. And then we know, get that really delicious mix. Yeah. And, and you know, as yeah. horrible as it is, like the English conquest of India is what in many ways brought uh, like enabled magic to come back into yeah. England. Right. And I'm not saying it was worth it. <laughs> or that there wasn't a better way but that's how yeah. that's how it happened it is what it is though yeah. that that's how it happened yeah 
but anyway, so that's a that's a side road. Maybe this yeah. maybe this podcast will be called um, tangents that may or may not come full circle with Austin. Cutler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't we'll see I, how it goes. I don't have Chris or Gordon to keep me on topic, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but we're you were talking about the the first books, right? Like the and so how old were you? Were you like thirteen uh, or something? Man, let's see, two thousand. I graduated in 05. Okay, so you were like so a I was like more in high school, ish or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I didn't get the, I didn't get into it until uh, college. In high school, I was still I was um, working my way out of a very well constructed materialist universe in high school. And so oh, okay. I, I was reading, I needed to like get far enough out to even be able to consider magic. Um, and you had to crack it open. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. It, whatever, you know, my karma, my life, um, it, I, I had more to crack open, whether that's from yeah, my parents sure. or that's me or whatever. Um, and so I was reading things like, you know, uh, Aldous Huxley and uh-huh. Carlos Castaneda who were more oh, like, sure, yeah. uh, crack in the wall people and yeah and then later i was able to like get through it you know and that was actually a huge thing for me was astrology or that's one of the reasons astrology was so big for me was that it was um it was a it was a way to test whether the universe was actually weird or not oh yeah yeah you know it wasn't for me it was uh yeah that's what astrology certainly did for me i mean just, uh, I mean, even just getting into astrology, not astrological magic per se, but just, you know, really digging into your chart, the charts of your family members and friends. That'll, uh, yeah, that'll change the way you look at things, most definitely. Yeah, well, and you just run the statistics, right? You're like, the chances of, you know, um, my mom and my grandma and her grandma and whatever, be all being Pisces for several generations the chances of that are not good, right? Sure, yeah. <laughs> the, the chances yeah. of, you know, uh, other grandma having this horrific Mars, Pluto, and Cancer opposite a Capricorn moon and having, like, uh, male uh, male uh, people, she, males she is close to die over and over and over and over again. Oh, boy. Like, that's yeah. exactly what that says, and that's exactly what happened. Like, that would be pretty... Mm-hmm extraordinary if that was um random and then yeah you see like 10 of these things you're like okay um this is <laughs> this literally like according to my most skeptical rational mind this can't be coincidence because that's not how coincidence works. yes exactly but yeah, yeah I, I owe that to astrology i mean i think you can you can get that with magic right where you know you you do something in your room <laughs> you mumble mm-hmm. some words in your room at the right time and then the corresponding thing happens a week later in the world um yeah you know some people crack it open with magic but for me it was definitely astrology first yeah <clears throat> but it took me a little bit so i'm gonna jump back onto the timeline so the first sure talismanic you know picatrixian style project i think that we did was the saturn ring wasn't it yeah that was that was my first uh astrological talisman proper yeah. nice nice I, that, that laid the foundation yeah for everything since pretty much awesome 
Awesome. Yeah, I'd done some stuff earlier, but I hadn't done, you know, the full metal and stone. Right. Yeah, that, yeah. And so that was uh, so that was the fall of 2011. Yeah, yeah. And I believe we had a Kazemi of the Sun and Saturn in Libra in the day and hour of Saturn. Yeah, it was pretty baller. It was a good one. <laughs> it was it was pretty baller. Yeah. Um, and you know you know what's interesting is that weekend was the the high point of the um uh, of the occupy movement oh is that so yep interesting and literally it was like literally that was like the highest point which is in you know because it's it's saturn in libra and justice for all you know yeah it's like no no we're calling you out and that was you know that was before it got infiltrated and before all the stuff but it, yeah yeah it, we just happened you know we didn't just happen to pick that moment we picked yeah. a moment when those forces were were strongest um and that was and that for me the the saturn talismans that's when uh i mean working on that piece that's what really uh that's what really when it really all sank in like oh this this is really real this is powerful stuff because things started happening in my life around the time i was working on those rings that were just like pretty amazing yeah pretty amazing I, yeah that and and also in hindsight the uh i don't know how i made those rings like the the, the technical <laughs> skill the technical skill required of me was like i could do it again now but at the time uh, it's almost a miracle. You rose to I the mean, occasion. Well, oh, I, certainly. Yeah. I remember, you know, I remember us going back and forth about the the how of it, right? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Can we make rings out of lead? <laughs> and, right. Right. No, obviously not. But yeah, you um, you like you did a ring, and then you you left some like deep grooves in it that you then filled with lead, and then did mm -hmm. the um, did did some of the sigils into the softer lead. But the yeah. lead, the lead, like, you know, I've never had to, uh, like, th that ring still has, the lead is still in place perfectly. Excellent. Um, good, good. <clears throat> but, good to know, because I haven't done anything like that since. So. Oh, I love that. That, 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 that ring yeah. was both, like, brilliant technically, and it was just, you know, I'm, it's still one of the, one of my favorite talismans, because it, uh, it's exactly what it should be. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no well it could have been a little bit more of this or oh we should have done that right yeah yeah and uh, i'm i'm I, I believe part of my contribution to that one correct me if i'm wrong was doing the 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 kamea the uh, the magic square of saturn underneath the area where the stone was set under the stone yeah 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 i mean you actually little... did it but that was my idea yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that was excellent yeah it won and you couldn't do that with the moon right because it, it's right. a nine by nine, but it, you know, with the with the Saturn square being three by three, you know, you, it was possible. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what else is interesting? After you came to me with that project, I actually started uh, working for an uh, established goldsmith in my town here, who uh, is a Libra, and um, <laughs> her father. Her father would be in the shop all the time. This old guy, you know, kind of a dry sense of humor, little little crotchety yeah but uh he, he was awesome but uh, he was a stone carver and i remember yeah you were like you know i really want um a pyramid shaped onyx we're gonna go with and i looked and looked and i couldn't find anything i was like ah, you know what i actually know this old guy who uh, cut stones so yeah your saturn stones were literally cut 
by a very Saturnine figure. I remember that. I remember he took his sweet-ass time, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but he did it right. He did good. But, you know? Yeah, and that, so, I, you know, I love that, be, or I love, I, I love that whole operation, and I love what it produced um, for a lot of reasons. One of them is it really, you, you, there's, like, this initiatory impact to making such a big talisman that ripples out through your whole life. Right. Yeah. Like you end up hanging out with different people. You like learn things about yourself. And yeah, you have like a cool thing that does stuff and makes you feel a certain way and works sure. reality around you. But there's, you know, there, I, I've been struggling with how to explain this to people. But how it augments your life? Well, that I can explain. But like yeah. they're like um, a really big talisman is is also an initiation. Yeah, certainly. Like it, it, like, you know, I remember I understood Saturn. I was like, oh, that's why Saturn's exalted there. And it, yeah. it, it like reframed the way that I think about and do my own Saturn. I was like, sure. oh, I do things this way because I got Saturn Virgo. And like, I need that for my life. You know, like that, mm -hmm. that's coherent with my purpose and function. But that's not the like, perfect that that's not saturn in its exaltation that's saturn yeah. as it coheres with some of my other stuff and it gives me these points right. but i was like oh saturn and libra i remember one of the things was i realized that so i have you know i have saturn and virgo at the north node and so okay. um opposite my sun and mars and so i get i have an ability to build a structure around one very specific task um, and so for me, that's like, I can, I can build something, like I can build my life around doing, you know, producing this kind of writing, right? And yeah. I can like build a little, you know, both a, a sequence and a mood and whatever. It's, it's very focused, right? Yeah. And, <clears throat> and, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm responsible for that. I'm going to build this thing to protect and house and contain that. And mm -hmm. I realized with Saturn and Libra, I was like, oh, you are responsible for everything you're responsible for. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter what your, pri like, in a sense, you don't, to a certain degree, you don't set your own priorities. You're just responsible. Like, I can decide I'm going to focus on this and ignore the the fact that the dishes aren't done. But, like, I'm still responsible for the, yeah. for the, for the yeah. dishes that I made dirty. Like, I'm still right. responsible for this. And I was, it's that Libra, right? I was like, oh, it's, all of the things, right? And I was like, yeah. I do things this way and it's good for that, but that's not like the exaltation of Saturn. Yeah, 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 excellent. You know, another funny story, after I did those rings, um, uh, an older gentleman, a Jewish man, who happens to be a lawyer, uh, came into my life and he was just super helpful to me for no reason at all. Like he, he gave me um, some excellent advice uh, regarding how to run a business. And he ended up um, dropping off just gold for me, uh, which, get this, came from uh, a, a late mason. So I ended up getting a gold watch, you know, yeah. uh, gold, te gold teeth and his 32nd degree pin, you know? That's so It's awesome. just like, yeah, it, it couldn't, you know. You can't make it up. If you make no, it up, no. it would sound absurd. Exactly. Like if, if you wrote it in a work of fiction, it would be implausible. 
Yeah. Be like, certainly. yeah, I don't know. That's that's really contrived. That's cheesy, you know? Yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, like reality, yeah, reality is is she is more implausible and cheesier than fiction in a lot of ways. Yeah. Sure. Um, because reality doesn't have to get you to suspend disbelief. Reality is just doing reality. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say that's so good. And in, you know, not to get all ethnic, but in the Picatrix, um, for the, um, the calls or the, you know, the conjurations or petitions, whatever you want to call them, we're like, oh, yeah. it, it says, okay, for Saturn, dress up like a Jewish person because Saturn knows about them. Their Sabbath, yeah. their Sabbath is on his day. And so, yeah. you know, these are, he's familiar with their revolutions, right? Yeah. Just like for Jupiter, it's like, yeah, dress up like a Byzantine Christian, right? Mm -hmm. he, Jupiter's familiar with their revolutions. Um, and so, and these things show up in practice, right? Like the lawyer, Saturn, um, who happened to be Jewish, Saturn guy mm -hmm. shows up, gives you gold, Saturn. And that that's actually... That's actually really interesting because the and it, it's interesting to hear you because you work with materials and that's just part of your life structures. Things show up and are created in a very literal material way. I'm a little yeah, bit. Yeah, all, all of my uh, planets are underneath the horizon, you oh, know, okay. We're... very uh, into the into the stuff, you know. Yeah. Well, so I and I'm so. I'm so abstract. Like the only thing that I think about is my body. And I'm always sure. interested in like messing with my body. And I'm like, ooh, I could make my body have this quality if I did this for, you know, 20 minutes a day for a year. But yeah, yeah. I'm like very, I'm very detached from. Super useful for your uh, martial arts though. Well, and sure. that's, that's why I'm interested in martial arts, right? I'm like, mm, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. My, my thing is my body and I kind of forget about everything else. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, and so things tend to, you know. But, oh, I have the opposite problem. Right. Oh, well. And, you know, uh, Kate, you know, my wife, Kate's a thing person, you know, Kate's like materialization and, you know, sure, she's sure. really, you know, she has a real talent for that. But yeah. for me, like things show up, you know, things, the, the signs and the repercussions and the ripples from operations show up in whatever level your reality is at. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for yeah. me, I get dreams and I get this and that um, and ideas um, and, you know, I get events, too, but I'm just a little bit more abstract. But what I wanted to get back to was all of the, the gold themes that were yeah. there were ripples from Saturn because one of the things that's in the Picatrix over and over again is the uh, the association of Saturn with gold. Yeah, and, yeah, that was a surprise to me. Right, you because know. you think gold, you think sun, right? Yeah, certainly, yeah. And and but it's there, like you know, you can right. you see it like it's there over and over again too. I think Albaruni, a, a few others. Yeah, it, there's it, a but yeah, and like you know, like sometimes sometimes you you read a correlation right in in a book, yeah, and you're like, well, that makes perfect sense. But then sometimes right. you read something, you're like, well, what does Mercury have to do with glass, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, Saturn yeah, yeah. and gold. Saturn's not shiny and bright and incorruptible, but then you do the work, and then gold shows up. Mm -hmm. And sure, gold is also sun. Right. You do solar work, mm -hmm. solar work and sure gold shows up and you've got that like classic metals, um, uh, metals, planets thing from alchemy, like sun, yeah, yeah. gold, moon, silver, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. 
but then you see something that violates that and it doesn't make sense, but it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that's part of, I don't know, I think some people, some, wait, no, there's a part of everybody that wants to, and some people lead with this, that wants to understand everything first and understand the logic of it first and then do the thing and know exactly what to expect. Yeah. But that's not like, that's not science. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. Science is the <laughs> thing. And then you, yeah. you write down what happens. Yeah. And you compare it with what other people have gotten. And you might not understand why, but you understand that it ha you, you know, you admit that it happens and then you work on why rather than trying to get it all figured out ahead of time. Yeah. And maybe that's, that's like, the approach. Yeah. Maybe that's our like 19th, but you have to understand at least some of it or else you can't do the operation. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, it, oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's such, it's such fun stuff. So, um, I was, I was telling you about this the other day. Um, so I did a thing, um, I did a thing with my Kung Fu brother, Ashley. Um, we were going to make some, uh, some iron palm liniment. So, Ashley Ayers. Yeah. Ashley Ayers, dude. I've, yeah. I've known Ashley for 20 years. Um, he was the yeah. other guy who was super into martial arts at the small, the tiny college that I went to. And so yeah. we were just, we've been in, we were in the gym brawling, you know, for 20 years Oh, good stuff. Yeah. He was the first person who convinced me Kung Fu was not bullshit. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. He'd, uh, he'd done Mantis. Um, actually, so fun story. So Ashley's uh, in high school, his Mantis Sifu, uh, which I believe is uh, uh, Sifu uh, Manny Rodriguez, is the guy who, um, who did all of the choreography for the Mantis-style practitioner in avatar the last airbender oh really oh, that's yeah. interesting yeah I, I, very cool yeah anyway so a little, little hollywood connect um yeah, and manny, yeah. manny is terrifying um there's a there's a there's a there's an awesome youtube video of him working with some of the people just demoing stuff um and the mantis dude, mantis hands are terrifying and mantis spirit is terrifying because yeah like, you know yeah. With, with animal styles get it <laughs> Yeah, get into that mantis headset. Yeah, you take on the spirit, right? Because there, mm -hmm. a strategy proceeds from spirit, right? So you know, uh, tiger, for example. I remember uh, my my teacher when my mid twenties, um, Stephen Watson, who's a a, a a story and a legend unto himself, right? But he was talking about. I remember him talking about tiger, and he was like, you know, he's like, when you're doing tiger you assume that you can fuck anything up. Like nobody's sure. going to stand against you because you're, you're a goddamn tiger. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, and, and tiger has this, this quality of being, it's sort of like the angry snowblower. Like you just roll over them and shred. Them. Sure. And, a, yeah. and, you know, and you're just waiting for the moment to pounce and begin the snowblower protocol. Right. Yeah. And so with Mantis. See, now that's very mammalian. So that's like, I feel like that would be easier to, to get into. But with Mantis, it's so alien well, or and, something. Yeah. Well, and when you do the body posture for Mantis, because like, so what, you know, what's interesting, this is, this is um, sort of accidentally also the talismanic art, right? Because the talismanic art is 
how how form can house spirit and how some forms can house certain spirits yeah yeah and so when you do the posture for mantis it makes you start feeling that way Mm. feel twisted inside out um it it feels unnatural you're like twisting against the grain and so when you do when you're when you're doing mantis posture you feel very cold and alert and sort of Mm. hungry like there you you start you get that that sort of alien almost machine-like head rotation where you're like are you food or a threat yeah mate mate food thread you get that scanning scanning yeah yeah yeah. scanning yeah um and so you know the the lore is if you do mantis without doing tai chi or something like human and spiritual it Mm -hmm. it makes you you know it locks you 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 spend too much time in the insectoid place yeah sure sure and you get vicious but anyway um ashley my homie who's coming over later today uh to we're we're gonna watch the ufc oh nice tell him i said hey i will absolutely i will yeah um and so but anyway he had he had some he had he had some good he had mantis with some boxing and wrestling Right. So we had the okay. kind of practical boxing and wrestling, but then he had these, the, you know, the, the mantis moves that would go in the middle of the boxing. And Ooh. I remember, and so with, with mantis, obviously there's a, like, so what does a mantis do? It controls and devours. Yeah. Um, and so what that feels like and looks like that when in, you know, in martial arts is they invalidate your hands with their hands and then just start beating the shit out of you while you can't do anything. Like that's mm. that's the getting eaten part. And so I, you know, I my my background was um, I did you know I did like a year or two of judo um, when I was okay, young. Yeah. But the first thing that I actually got good at and the thing that I stuck with was the Korean military style of taekwondo. Okay. Which is kicking motherfuckers uh, through walls. Yeah. Um, it's not the it's not point fighting. right um you know i broke uh i've broken four or five toes on people i broke my my foot kicking someone the first three months i was in there i had my jaw shattered in that class dude that that class was like um i i swear my teacher had a deal with the local dentist because it was just (laughs) it was teeth flying everywhere but anyway so So, i i had really good kicks Right. I could, I could. Yeah. 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 Literally. We got Mars and Pisces, you know? You yeah. I, have good kicks. It's so funny. Right. So I have, I right. So I have Mars and Pisces opposite mm-hmm. Saturn and Virgo. Right. And uh-huh. so, you know, Mars Saturn is what, you know, what's interesting. Cause it, it's so Mars. Yeah, Saturn, I have the square. Right. It's a little different, but with, I can with, feel it. On, you so know? you have, you have, um, Saturn Sag to Pisces. Okay. Yeah. Saturn okay, and Sag. Right, 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 right. Um, I was just doing geodish aspects between the two in my head. Um, so, <laughs> um, this a new trick you have, dude, I got a lot of new tricks. Um, oh, nice. I, I, you know, this Mars retrograde has been super unpleasant for me, Yeah. but in that I'm beginning to look back at it, I can see that I've done a lot of sort of reconfigurations that I know I will be happy about later when I get a little bit more distance from the misery and confusion. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm beginning to get that. How will I think about this time period in five years perspective? Yeah, sure. Which I'm usually good at, but you know, we all get, we all get grabbed and sucked under, you know, what is it? Oh yeah. You, you know, the no, old nine inch nails song down in it. Oh yeah. Right. I was yeah. up above it. And then you, know, this summer I was down in it. Man. That's the funny thing is that's literally the last song I heard in my car. Oh really? Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Good. A good podcast should have syncs. <clears throat> um, so, but anyway, I have, you know, Mars, uh, Mars, Saturn opposite each other. Mars is in Pisces. Yeah. And yeah. so that is unfortunate in, in, in a number of ways, right? Whenever you have mm -hmm. Mars, Saturn in hard aspect, like that's yeah. like, there will be misfortune, um, in those areas, but it also does good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. It also, you know, you, you can't forge the steel, without like both the heat and the anvil yeah right mar uh bruce lee had mars saturn opposition tons uh my did uh, he so yeah. he had uh he had mars and so he had saturn and taurus yep wow. okay his entire chart is scorpio and taurus with the sun in sag on the rising and that's it okay wow <laughs> I'm surprised huh. you haven't seen that. I use him as so uh, as an example. Yeah, so many no, of my I've classes. seen his chart before. I remember the Mars and Scorpio for sure. Dude, he has he yeah. had Mars. I believe he had Mars, Venus, Mercury, and Moon in Scorpio in the twelfth. And, and then he had <laughs> he was a child of a great conjunction. He had Saturn Jupiter in um, Taurus in the sixth. Wow with um with uh with sun on the rising in sag he was like born at dawn huh superstar yeah um and that's a whole side thing but i want to i want to finish it anyway so i've got mars, sure, sure, I've sure. got the mars setter right um yeah and so by the way and so in um in the 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 school lineage of Jyotish um that i'm studying in they have um what are called two planet yogas or dwi yogas which, okay. You know, a yoga is a combination of planets and how you it's a, no, it's a combination of chart factors, right, which will always include planets um, okay. that yields a particular result. There's Sambanda. Sambanda is planets associating, but it doesn't necessarily have a purpose. They're just connected. Right. Sure. And so, for example, if you have moon, trine, Venus, that's a Sambanda. Right, it's a kind of connection. If Venus okay. rules your moon, that's a sambanda. It's it, they're just linkages, right? But sure. yo yogas are sambandas, or you know, uh, linkages that then do stuff, right? When things are uh, yoked together, you know, you don't just you don't just tie random animals together. You tie the two ox to the plow to get it done, mm -hmm. right? So anyway, they're um, uh, Dwi yogas, which are just like if any two planets are strongly associated, like they're they're opposed mutual or reception or something like that. Yeah, or conjoined. And you know what's interesting is, um, so the strongest associator generally you think what's the strongest association two planets can have? Oh, they can be mm -hmm. conjoined, right? So yeah, but in um, uh, in, in in this school of geotician, I can't. This may be universal, but I can't speak to. I can't speak beyond what I've been learning, right? Um, or I can, but I'd rather not. I'd rather just speak to the tradition I'm studying in, which you know is Parashara and all that. Um, the um, the 
stronger than conjunction is mutual reception. Okay, yeah. Right, which is, that's interesting as a concept by itself, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's the strongest Sambanda you can have. But anyway, so there, there's basically a quick name for any two planets that are paired, right? That there's a, there's a yoga formed by the extremely strong association of any two planets. And so okay. when you have Mars and Saturn, and there are a lot of them, not all of them, are named for gods, which I think is super cool because <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a mythology nerd. Dude, were, you, yeah, were yeah. you a mythology nerd when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. I wasn't a very bookish kid. I was just really into everything. But, you know, if I did really get into something, I would go balls deep. But, you know, it's not. Uh... So, yeah, but I am a fan of mythology for sure. Well, again, you know, not everybody was. Is, not everybody's a like, you know, my my brother is one of the brightest people I've ever met. And he's not a huge reader. That's just not mm -hmm. his medium. Um, yeah. He's he's a music person. Um, he has um, crazy talent in visual arts. And he'll read things and he can write well when he chooses to. But, like, yeah, that's just not his thing. And I, I think. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah, and certainly. I, and I think our culture really strongly favors the, the like, um, the you know, the words. The word. Yeah. You know, like, I'm I'm a very verbal person. And so everybody was like, oh, you're super smart because you're good at words. <laughs> and, you know, I learned later, um, I was actually, I was driving a, uh, uh, when I was in, I was in Chicago when I was like 20 and I was driving like a delivery truck and it dawned on me how, how much spatial intelligence it takes to like back a, a big ass truck into a loading bay and this and that. Sure. And I was like dude, I'm not smart like this. Like I'm a dummy here. Yeah. I've had that feeling before, you know, in, uh, you know, in the different situations, but yeah, there's different kinds of intelligences, you know, yeah. And each I, have their applications and, you know, and I'd heard that before, but I, I experienced being a fucking dummy. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was like, Oh, and that, you know, what's great is that that sort of embarrassment turned into instant respect for people who were smart like that sure yeah. they're like oh yeah, yeah yeah you know like i i have a, a a form of intelligence which is more culturally valued but that's accidental <laughs> you know <laughs> like um anyway it helped it helped me contextualize myself a little bit but anyway yeah. so um so the yeah these dui yogas right some of them have and some of the yogas in general have cool mythological names and so guess what kind of god um what kind of god rules over the mars saturn yoga what do you what hmm. and you know it's not about name it's about function right what is what is the kind of god I'm thinking uh, some something having to do with uh, spreading plagues around everywhere. Does that work? <laughs> Not bad. So it's it's yama. treading on skulls. Yeah, it's death god yoga. Okay, yeah. It's yama yeah. yoga, right? Yeah, yama yama is uh, Indian Pluto. Okay. Okay. Right, and so. Um, What's interesting is I, I started, you know, I uh, learned about Yama Yoga. I was like, ooh, I got Yama Yoga, right? Right, yeah, um, yeah. And then I started looking at the charts of the various people that I trained with in martial arts, my teachers mm -hmm. and some of my, you know, my Kung Fu brothers. 
And I was like, oh, everybody has yama yoga. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like, oh, good stuff. You know, my teacher yeah. has like, one of my teachers has like a Mars-Saturn conjunction in the first. And I was like, okay. yeah. yeah, that yeah. Made, and his like signature move was the dance of death. <laughs> that's what, that's what everybody wow, called it. Wow, that's excellent. That's yeah. so good. And, you know, I was like, oh, Ashley. Yeah. Oh, we both got yama yoga. Um, and anyway, so, and, and so that's, you know, it's the ability to be, um, like to just to get through hell, right? Yeah, it, it's yeah. hardening yourself to the point where you can go through the hell realms. Yeah, which is yeah. horribly inappropriate when you're not in the hell realms. But yeah. but it's that it gives that capacity, right? But when you need it, yeah. When you need you, when you got it, yeah. When you yeah when you find yourself in the you know one of the eight crushing hells, um, yeah. <laughs> and, Blood uh, fountains. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but, um, anyway, so back to, you know, Mars, Saturn, right? So yeah. Mars and Pisces opposite Saturn. So of course, what, did, what, have, what are the injuries that I've had? My feet have gotten broken. I, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, like my, I literally have a giant deformed toe with bone deposits on it, which I, I have dubbed the Quasimoto. Oh, nice. Excellent. But like my feet are like gnarly and bony. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and those are the only bones I've ever broken, except for getting my jaw broken. And I haven't huh. seen it anywhere, but jaw on Mars works for me. Yeah, and, sure. And what, it, what broke my jaw? A goddamn foot. A foot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Anyway. Um, so Good stuff. I guess kind of end that tangent or move on to another tangent. I've got to pee, dude. So I'm going to oh, yeah, go, go for it, man. If you need to, go ahead. I'll be back yeah. in 90 seconds. Yeah, I'll be back real quick. All right, I have returned. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. So um, while I was peeing, great thoughts arose in me. Great thoughts great. of being kind of on topic. So one, one of the things that I wanted to do um, was just hear some of your stories because we talked a little bit about your origin story and of us doing projects um, back yeah. in the early aughts. But you've done so many projects 
since then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, quite a few. Quite and, a few. And and so I was really hoping to get like one story of like amazing success and one story hmm. of hilarious failure. Or not even not necessarily even failure, but just like I have a few stories. Bizarro side effects. Oh, I got one good bizarro one right. here. Um, right. Let's see. I think it was, I don't know when it was. <sighs> a couple of years ago, maybe six years ago or so. Okay. Uh, Garisa posted a election in the Picatrix assembly. It was like some weird, and it was for like that night or something. Look, or like we, the day can we after. Can take a second to explain the Picatrix assembly to people? Oh, yeah, sure. Certainly. Yeah, that was a... Uh, that was an online group, a secret Facebook group that was uh, that was up for a few years with uh, the likes of yourself and I, Karitza, Eric Purdue, Cliff Lowe. Let's see, a couple other people, and yeah, it's a it's kind of the uh, it was a great place for me. <laughs> it was a oh, great place to. Uh, it was yeah. awesome, um, and we yeah. were all arguing with each other all oh, the yeah. time about principle about technique everybody mm -hmm. like kind of thought they knew what they were doing and we kind of were all learning <laughs> which oh is, yeah yeah it's like a characteristic of like early days right is you're 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 yeah you're yeah, much yeah. more certain than you are when you actually know what you're doing when you're actually do know what you're doing you you like you're like well we'll see but when you're yeah, like learning, yeah. you're like, I learned this and I know exactly mm -hmm. what the thing is. And I read the text and you're wrong and I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was, it was an awesome forge. It's an awesome forge. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, absolutely. We, uh, it, it forged legends and they were, it great. was very, yeah, it was very fruitful. It was very fruitful. Anyway. So that was the, that was the Picatrix assembly back in the day, just for, you know, for everybody, but please. So there's a, there. yeah, there's a weird, um, talisman and, and picatrix it's in i forget which book but it's um ah oh, let's see it's a fishing talisman the description is like to to have fish gather around uh which will produce great miracles or something like that and the directions were <laughs> the, the, the instructions were oh no i was like yeah okay fishing talisman this is gonna be awesome um Let's see, it was, uh, okay, yeah, put Moon and Mercury rising in the second decan of Pisces, and that's it, and throw it in the river, and fish will gather. That was what it, that's what it read, and, you know, an election came up that fit the description, so Carissa posted it and was like, hey, let's try this, and I was like, oh, you know what? I have this awesome mold of uh, a Pisces symbol that I already have made, you know, two fish swimming around each other in a circle, kind of like locked in together in the center. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll cast that. I'll cast that on this election. And then, uh, you know, I'll take it to the river and we'll, what the fuck, we'll see what happens. So I ended up, uh, I prepared it, I cast it. And, uh, you know, it was kind of, I wasn't ready. You know, I hadn't really prepared. It was just, you know, astrological magic isn't something you just want to decide, oh, I think I'll do this now and not really have your shit together. <laughs> so I'd, I had a very sloppy petition. I didn't know if I was really going to petition the moon or was I going to go for the second deck in a Pisces. So I just went for the moon and my petition wasn't very specific at all. You know, it was just all the whole thing was very, just very sloppy. So anyway, I cast the piece. Turns out fine. And uh, my left ear started like feeling really bizarre 
And then like my hearing started getting a little bit muffled and within about an hour after casting the piece, I completely lost hearing in my left ear. Oh no. Like totally. Yeah. It was crazy. And the, so did, like, did you have gotta, any, did you have one of those? Oh God, I've, um, how should we say? Um, Oh God, I've, I've done the, 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 the wrong magic and now I shall pay moments. You know, not really. It was just so weird and confusing and okay. uh yeah frightening and it happened so fast too so i i went to the emergency room and um yeah the nurse comes in and she takes a look and uh she's like oh yeah i'll take care of you just just hold still she goes she leaves and comes back and she's got this weird apparatus with a squirt bottle or something sticks it in my ear and starts yeah, spraying I so i yeah i had just like wax had just built up and completely filled up my ear to the point where there was like a huge, like marble sized, this is disgusting, I'm sorry, but a huge marble sized glob that came out. Wow. And so you think about the like kind of mucousy, phlegmatic nature of Pisces. Oh, definitely. And, and like that in combination with a very sloppy petition slash uh, election, you know, I don't know. That was just a, that was probably the most bizarre one. Well, and that's, that's so interesting because it, um, it brings up the causality of the whole thing. Cause yeah. it's like your, your, your body didn't produce that in those two hours. Yeah. But, but that's when it got to it hit that critical mass when it affected your hearing. And mm -hmm. that, that timing of that is not a coincidence. Yeah. Right. And so very weird. And, you know, mercury, as far as like hearing and speaking, right? And in, mm -hmm. in Chinese medicine, mercury rules the ears. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, that's, that's really, that is, that is bizarre. You know, I, um, I've had one hearing loss due to wax in my entire life. And it yeah. was during the Venus retrograde in the, in Scorpio in the fall of 2010. Interesting. Which we're coming up on a repeat of. But yeah, 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 yeah. it makes me think about the um the the water signs as being as as being traditionally mute. And so maybe they're also deaf. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Hadn't thought of that. But Let's yeah, see, I, I have another I have a horror story. Oh good one. Even better. Yeah. So um let's see. This is when I thought, ooh, I'm getting pretty good at this. I'm starting to, but I didn't. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. My uh, my elections were still bad. You know, I had just gotten Picatrix not long ago. Let's see. You can look up the date if you want. September 4th, 2012. Okay. I had Mars in Scorpio on the Midheaven and Pluto on the Ascendant and the Moon opposite Mars uh, in Taurus. Okay, Maybe conjunct that. algal. I don't even know. But anyway, it was just, you know, obviously, you know, with the moon, you could you can see I, I didn't know what I was doing. To me, it was like, oh, this is a badass Mars election. Look at it. It's got, you know, it's got everything you want. Uh, so, yeah, I prepared an amazing uh, body for it. You know, awesome uh, scorpion design, you know, huge garnet. The design I still use today, but uh, but yeah, no, this thing was uh, was pretty terrible. It was pretty terrible. So after making it, let's see, 
I, you know, I felt like, ooh, this is powerful. You know, I could tell. I took it upstairs and I showed Sarah and she was holding it. And like the weirdest thing, we just like immediately got into the worst argument. <laughs> like it was, it was so bad. It was terrible for, for like, like who knows for what reason. Well, and Marshall's you know? your seventh, right? Uh, yes, it does. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I was like, okay, well, that's weird. All right. So, you know, took it back and took it downstairs. I was like, maybe I should put this thing away. But I could just, I could always feel it down there. You know, I was living in a different house at the time and it was down, my work, my workshop was down in the basement. And I was just like, oh, yeah, it's down there. What am I going to do with this thing? Why did I even make this, you know? And, uh, but I was, I like, you know, I was kind of, I became obsessed with it, you know, in a weird way. I was, and, uh, and then I ended up losing it. Oh, can you still hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it like dropped out for a second. So I ended up losing it. Uh, which is really weird because I always kept it in the same spot, which no one else knew because I'm super secret about it <laughs> with my Mars, with my awesome Mars and Scorpio talisman. And, oh man, I like started freaking out. I started like losing it. Uh, I was, I was just ripping my house apart, looking for this thing. I was going through my head and thinking who's been in my house, you know, making a yeah. mental note of all my friends, you know, who, who are in here. I was like, who would want to take it, you know? It was, uh, I became so paranoid and it was just so icky, you know? And, uh, and then I found it. Oh my God. It was, it was like the one ring. I mean, without the benefit of invisibility, it was They're trying to steal my power. They covet my power. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt. And, uh, I ended up finding it and I got this, you know, tremendous sense of relief and, oh, it's mine again. And then it just disappeared on me again. And the same thing happened, even though I reminded myself that it happened before, I still was going through in my head. I was like, oh, someone definitely stole it. Someone definitely has that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, it was totally mental, totally unlike me. But it was, uh, yeah, I ended up destroying that thing. A couple of other nasty things happened uh, uh, related to that piece that uh, probably better left unsaid. But uh, uh, one of them, actually one among them being that a bunch of my pipes started leaking in my house. You know, I've, Which seen, is, uh, I've seen that so much with Scorpio and pipes. It's that fixed yeah. water, right? Like pi- yeah, it's pipes the, create the tunnel. the tunnel for fixed water. Yeah, yeah. So that was a that was a real nasty one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, since since then I've been so careful with my elections, you know. But uh, that's a textbook case of just uh, doing everything right, but the election. You know what I mean? Right. Right, right. You're, you're so, like, oh, it's going to be, it's beautiful. And mm-hmm. My petition, you know, it's great. And yeah, the, um, and I think that's, that's something that uh, once you do this for a while, you, you like do everything as perfectly as possible, but you're aware of what's not perfect. And then you mm-hmm. watch for what you know is imperfect you see, you want, you wait and yeah. watch to see what that means. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and, it, and you're like, mm, did I get away with this? Is that, you know, is that uh, X and Y factor going to fuck it up or is it going to be fine? But yeah. like, you don't just be like, it's going to be perfect. You're just like, mm, it's a good election. I know that this went well. It felt good at the time, but we'll see if, you know, the moon being on blank 
is gonna is gonna you know is gonna cancel it or is gonna make it not worth it or not yeah yeah you know what uh that's weird yeah uh, it looks like my audio had stopped for a little bit in on your uh on uh, yeah on audacity let me just well, the, uh well is it is it doing now because it when you're not i had to re i had to restart recording again not restart but I had to resume recording for some reason. So I just actually just want to see really quick. Yeah, please do. Where it's because we're talking about um, mute and deaf things. Yeah, right. Let's see. I think I'm going to just save this now really quick. And then start another one? Yeah, because okay, I'm great. a little nervous that that's going to. So let's talk about Mercury and its exaltation. <laughs> let's, bring, yeah, let's, right. let's bring the spirit of, of Mercury and its exaltation in Virgo, where it is now, into this conversation, rather than the spirit of Mercury um, in its fall in Pisces. And so the election for this conversation was, is the moon applying to a conjunction with Mercury and Virgo. And so, you know, the idea was hopefully to get some quality conversation out of that. Whoa. Okay, one sec. Okay. All right. All right. We're good. All right, cool. Well, and we have the um, we have. I the... hope the Mars and Scorpio story came through. <laughs> well, well I, I have it on the GoTo meeting recording. Oh, okay, good, good, good. So yeah, this this is one thing I've learned from you know uh, from podcasting with Chris for a couple of years yeah. is backups. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, but uh, well, so... that kind of turned me off to Mars for a little while. That experience. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, what I, I was told... like. Go ahead. But I've made I've made a lot of uh, I've made a lot of Mars and Scorpio talismans since then. They worked they work amazingly. I love them. They're some of my favorite, actually. You know, I don't have a Mars and Scorpio, and okay, it's one of those things that every time I'm like, okay, remember to get a Mars and Scorpio this time, and I don't yeah, yeah. do it. The um, you know, it's interesting because I you know I have the the well, it's the, a sneaky assassin. You gotta yeah 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 you gotta catch him. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but Mars. Uh, so you know, I have the DOE talisman that we did for Mars. Uh, for Mars at the end of Capricorn a couple years ago. Oh yeah. Oh, I got a, got a few for you about that too. Yeah. But well, continue. That, that one. That 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 one's a ruthless motherfucker. Because we mm -hmm. we had the Mars Saturn recept mutual reception in that one. That was yeah. Back in, yeah. <clears throat> that is not. Um, that is not like the. <clears throat> kindly or that is not the heroic mars it's just, no certainly not it, it's just yeah it's like the yeah um they're all dead mars yeah and, and so yeah. i have my descendant right around that degree and okay. i've never been able to wear that thing no it doesn't feel good i i have it on my mars altar and yeah i have it do i have it basically run protection for me yeah um, and it, but it, it doesn't work to wear. 
like sure mars on the descendant is just not what you want yeah i can feel you on that i can wear any of the rest of my stuff but you know what i came to after mars and scorpio uh, uh the end of last year and early this year is I was like, oh, this is my favorite Mars. This feels fantastic mm-hmm. for me. It's by far my favorite I, as well. Yeah, I, I yeah. love it. it. For me, it's my fifth. I feel really, it's trying my son and natal Mars. Mm-hmm. I feel um, powerful and creative and energetic. Like, I'm like, mm, I just want to get it done. It's going to yeah. be so yeah. good. And I like And there's like the, a sense that you, if you want something, you, you can fucking get it. You can. You know what I mean? It, it really... I don't know. That really sinks in with that energy. Yeah, I, I love like, it. And, and, and if, uh, if you think you can get something, it'll show you a way. But, uh, you, you know, it may not be, the, may not be pretty. Yeah. Well, but it'll, it, it'll, it'll, it'll uh, offer possibilities to it, you. Yeah, certainly. It's, it's that, um, that river energy, that fixed water energy. It's like I'm yeah. going to go around the rock. I'm going to find a way <laughs> through, you know, that, that penetrating quality of water, which is yeah. – fixed in its objective but flexible in its path yeah yeah and i like mars and i might like mars and aries too mars and aries makes me more tired i get burnt out quicker on mars and aries but just like you know you know it's time to rise and shine right like mars and aries is very um uh is very like dragon ball z super saiyan (laughs) yeah 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 which is exhausting (laughs) you can't do that all the time um, right. I, I feel like Mars and Scorpio has a better like conservation of energy. It's more efficient. But it doesn't sure. sh- it doesn't shine as bright in that moment, right? When... No, it's not about the 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 uh how should we say the honorable samurai duel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, showing showing your arms and your strength, you know. And uh no, it's not like that. Um oh so um I don't think I told you this. No, I didn't. Um, so, you know, uh, not UFC tonight, but next month, Conor McGregor is fighting Khabib Nurmagomedov. Um, huge fight. You know, one of the biggest UFC fights ever. Um, yeah. The, you know, the the peerless striker um, against... Conor has Mars and Aries, right? Right. And here's the really great part. Conor is a zero degrees... Mars and Aries. That's right. right. Yeah. Now, here's what gets more fun. Khabib, this is the fight everybody wants to see, is mm-hmm. also a first deck in Mars and Aries, but it's retrograde. Hmm. So what is the fight everybody wants to see? Everybody wants to see Mars in the first deck in Aries versus Mars in the first deck in Aries, direct versus retrograde. Hmm. That's going to be interesting. Well, and what's really what I love about that is so when you think normal Mars in the first decade of Aries, you think fast, right? Yeah. Fast and explosive. And so direct, that's Connor. You know, yeah. one of Connor's biggest fights was against uh, Jose Aldo or Jose. Jose yeah. You pronounce the J in uh, the uh, Brazilian Portuguese uh, against Jose Aldo, right? And <laughs> so that way there's huge buildup, huge buildup, months and months in the making. Connor Knox. Does he have Mars on Algol? Oh, I don't remember. No, that you're, that's uh, Nate, uh, Nate. Oh, yeah, that was Nate, Nate Diaz. Or, yeah. But anyway, yeah. so, you know, Jose Aldo had been, like, undefeated for a decade, you know, just fucking people up. And there's this huge buildup, and Connor beats him in 13 seconds. Yeah. Right? That's Mars and Aries direct at zero Aries, right? Yeah. Now, contrast that with Khabib. 
So Khabib, for those of you who don't follow martial arts, um, mixed martial arts, um, Khabib is, um, oh God, where is he from? It's part of the former Dagestan. Um, and he slowly grinds people to death. He, mm. he tackles them. He's got like, uh, he's got the, they call it like chain wrestling where he'll like get half your leg and then he switches to a different takedown and he switches to a different takedown. He's just yeah. on you. And then he just holds people down for, you know, 15 minutes at a time and just slowly oh. beats them. Yeah. 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 And he's Interesting. A, dude, he's a spirit eater. You can just see him devouring the other person's will to live. They're shed. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting, right? So what does Mars and Aries retrograde looks like? look like it looks like the slowest and most grueling death possible wow brutal and so and you know what everybody says about the fight is like oh it's gonna go one way or another either connor will you know stay on his feet and you know punch this dude in the head and he'll go down or yeah. he'll get grabbed and yeah get slowly yeah. mauled over how's connor's ground game does he have ground game well so that's what every that's the question right <laughs> yeah yeah that's okay, what okay, you know yeah, they're yeah. they're uh, a thousand minutes of internet about this already yeah, so right right the podcast, right they're like dude one how good is his takedown defense and two how good is his ability to escape once he's there mm. literally nobody is yeah. better at keeping them there and slowly pounding away at them nobody's uh -huh. better than khabib yeah. And so I just love that as like, what fight do we want to see? Mars and Aries versus retrograde Mars and Aries. The slow death and the quick. Yeah. So, um, let's see. So I want you to tell a story about a talisman you did that was awesome. Because we don't want to give people the idea that <laughs> it's all, <laughs> you're, you're just making deafness, you're making earwax and, um, uh, 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 and arguing with your girlfriend talismans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I can, let's see. We got. Um, I mean, the the. Obvious, I'll tell the. Uh, obviously, the Saturn one that we talked about earlier was amazing. Um, yeah, it's a very good experience. Oh well, you know, I did this. Um, uh, Taurus one. Deccan talisman, in the. Uh, yeah, the and you know well the image of a, a plow, right? Yeah, yeah. So I did. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it was a it was a copper piece, cast in copper. Yeah, I had Venus in. Uh, yeah, I used Venus in the first deck in a Taurus, cast in copper with malachite. And uh, I love malachite. I've loved malachite. Yeah, it's beautiful. Since I was a boy. That's a strange. It's pretty region, awesome, but it's a true stone. I was just like, ooh, this is a beautiful stone. It is, isn't it? Oh, but anyway, yeah. I think within 24 hours of casting that piece, I was invited to someone's sustainable garden. And I was, uh, let's see, I spent the entire day, you know, literally digging through the dirt, you know, plowing, taking rocks out of this guy's garden in exchange for uh, just a ton of vegetables. We left with just tons and tons of vegetables. You know what I mean? And it's the interesting thing. I don't have, I didn't have a garden at the time where I was living, but it found a way to manifest. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It took you to a garden. 
Yeah. Oh, and he was a Taurus, of course, too. Of course you know. he was. You know, because uh, that's another thing. I've noticed that Venus talismans will tend to attract Venus people. Like, uh, oh, the, I think like that, stronger I think that, than other talismans do. I mean, like, I think okay. all talismans will kind of attract, you know, like with Mars, you'll, you might meet some people with heavy Mars placements or it might bring people like that into your life. But That's Venus is more social in nature. So it's more yeah. likely to, to pop out a, a, a character. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I did. See. Well, and that's that's the thing about Deccan talismans, too, is they they seem to bring out characters more as well. I remember yeah. uh, I remember Cliff saying that like way back in the day. Um, and, that's interesting. And I did one. I did a cancer three talisman some years ago um, when uh -huh. Jupiter was in cancer. And it was Jupiter in cancer three. And then the the ruler in one system is the moon. It was actually a full moon in Sag. And I was like, ooh, let's test Antitia, right? Because where the moon was okay. in Sag was Antitia to Jupiter in the third decan of Cancer. Okay. And okay. so I, I did that. I, I just had a little silver disc and I, you know, I did the you know, I did the right and the timing and then I yeah. um, you know, I cut into it. I scratched into it. And What's really interesting about that is shortly after that, I was contacted by a friend of a friend who really who wanted who desperately wanted to learn astrology from me. And yeah. I ended up going to his house and tutoring him for, you know, maybe once a week for like six months. And sure, yeah. um, so one, the third decan of, of cancer is, uh, uh, among other things, about glorious excess. Yeah. Right. It's the you know, I, I abbreviated it in faces as the the overflowing cup. And mm -hmm. this person had abundant resources and they sure. they had like the coolest place ever. And, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and so, you know, it was like, you know, um, you know, you know how you feel when you're like. I don't know, you're like eight years old and your idea of like, ooh, it's that's a rich person's house. <laughs> you know, you're like, wow, sure, sure, sure. Well, there's all this cool stuff. Um, it yeah. was it that was my experience of going under like, wow, you've got a this and a that. Like, yeah, yeah you must yeah. be rich. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, and he was a super cool guy, um, but was interesting. And he was all he was built like the like kind of like heavier set figure that you see in the Picatrix description of the uh, third decan of cancer, right? Like, okay. you know, it's a guy with like gold chain and he's holding a snake and he's got, yeah. he's got tortoises feet, which tells you he's like solidly rooted and he wasn't okay, like yeah. chubby at all. He was just like, he was just like, he was grounded. Yeah, he was grounded and thick. Um, yeah, he was solid, a solid dude. And what's really interesting is if you look at the, like that, the, the 36 errors, um, divinity association with the Deccans, third Deccan of Cancer gets Hecate. And he was obsessed. Oh, does it? Yeah. And he was obsessed with Hecate. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, when I see a figure holding a snake, um, part of what that tells me is that uh, the power yeah. of magic, this person has, you know, desires the power of magic or witchcraft. Right. Yeah. Um, and so this was a guy who was like, you know, trying to grab that snake and who was, yeah. who was like, you know, super obsessed with the divinity that, um, you know, uh, that's associated with that Deccan. 
and it had yeah. it just had all those qualities. And so, like like you were saying, it brought me to that place rather than you know rather than like where where it's like my Saturn my Saturn ring right doesn't bring me to Saturn. I just sure it's more of a like radiation like yeah, just yeah. radiating Saturn. Um, when I if I'm out in public, you know, old people will come hang out with me. I was going to say it's almost like a magnet at the same time. It radiates out and it draws in as well. Yeah, whereas Definitely. like I think the Deccan ones like bring you they like pull you um to the to their location in a way that Yeah, um the pure, I did like, a, planetary ones don't. Yeah, I did a Jupiter in the second Deccan Leo. Um Oh, I remember that. A couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was uh my work got in an insane amount of attention right after doing that. It was uh it was pretty weird. I mean, it was awesome, but uh, people were like celebrating my work, you know, yeah. it was very, it was a very public display of appreciation and it was very nice, but it almost felt in a way like, man, I wish I'd have waited. I feel like this isn't the time for this. You know what I mean? Like it didn't have, I don't know. It didn't have a tremendous amount to, to uh, feel especially triumphant about. So, but Hey, it worked, man. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. So, well, that's, I mean, a lot of it is just like, well, I think it's going to do this. Let's find out. Yeah. But what was I going to say? Oh, man, you know what else is interesting? You, you mentioned the, the cancer decans. I did a while ago. I think it was around the time that you were doing your decans class. We were doing some, uh, some decan meditations. And let's see. Yeah, Cancer One. I, I started a little, uh, kind of like Gordon's uh, deck and walk thing, just doing some, some uh, little attunement meditations, whatnot. With Cancer One, I ended up drawing an image, and it was like uh, an image of, of like Sekhmet, holding, like sitting on a throne, holding another smaller Sekhmet who in her lap is another smaller segment. So it's like that kind of matrilineal yeah. thing. And I, so I drew the image and I didn't state my petition out loud. I did kind of a meditation type thing. But it was very focused. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, I asked, you know, uh, like, like sent up toys, show me how, show me how you manifest in this world. Like show me your domain, what you rule, that kind of thing, yeah. you know, paraphrasing, but, uh, and uh, it was interesting. I think it was like maybe a day after my cousin called me and she was like, my, my brother and I was like, you won't believe this. I would, I've been doing some genealogy research and uh, we're related to Mary Stewart, uh, Queen of Scots and Robert the Bruce. Uh, oh. So it's like, that was like, okay, that's uh, pretty wild. You know, I'm like three quarters Italian and I didn't know what the other quarter was. So, for oh, me, that's like, oh, Scottish. Weird. You do have, like, <laughs> the most Italian name. Yeah, right, yeah. And the most Italian nose, for sure. <laughs> I don't, what is an Italian nose? Uh, let's see. That's uh, a pretty big schnoz. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like, is it, like, do you mean, like, like Roman aquiline? Yeah, Romanesque, uh, like, that, that uh, heavy bridge. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what my nose is, but I have like a squashed nose. I've had my nose, mm, I don't I don't know if it was broken or just kicked a lot, 
Um, but it just looks, it looks like a dwarf nose, but it was like yeah. that beforehand. And everybody on my dad's side, <laughs> has this, <laughs> it just has this nose that looked like it's been yeah. kicked, but mine's the only one that's actually taken blows. <laughs> Sounds like a cold weather adaptation. I guess. Not sure though. I, Not sure. I, I don't know. They're Northern European-ish. <laughs> sure. So anyway, yeah, Cancer One, the, the setup toys thing, that was, that was interesting. So. That wasn't it though. That was very interesting considering, you know, that's the genealogy of, you know, specifically of the matrilineal line. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, there's that, that's, you know, that's definitely telling me something about your domain. But uh, the real, <laughs> the real uh, interesting thing happened um, maybe a month later when Venus entered that Deccan. And Venus is, of course, you know, the ruler of that Deccan in the Chaldean order. Um, I was cleaning my workroom and, uh, outside in my backyard, I started hearing some dogs barking and a cat yelling and I was like, ah, shit. So I ran downstairs real quick and, uh, into my backyard and, uh, there was these like three small dogs who were like viciously like moving around this, uh, the bed of this truck near my backyard of my neighbor's truck. And then I saw this cat pop its head up and kind of yell like, fuck you know, come, come help, you know, you could tell. So I got these dogs, I got these dogs to get away and, uh, and, uh, ended up looking in the truck and there ended up being three, like three generations. There was four cats total, three generations of them. So there was a mother, two really small kittens, and then one kind of older, you know, definitely from a, from a previous litter. So I don't know. That was just, uh, be, yeah, be very conscious of the images that you use because uh, I, I can't help but remember the, uh, yeah, I couldn't help but think of the Sekhmet image of the, the, the three generations of cat-headed deities, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it was just, uh, it, that, it was that just Russian, couldn't have been more, that couldn't Russian have been more perfect. doll thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that, so, that's, um, that's the image that I used in, uh, in Faces, not Sekhmet. But was the like the mother and child? Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I didn't use this image. I just did mother and child. My original design for that deck and yeah. what I got in vision, but decided to not ask the artist to execute, was uh -huh. an infinite regress of mother inside of child, and that child was a mother that had a child inside of it. Yep. Into yep, infinity. Yep. That's funny. I, I remember. Yeah. I didn't use that, but that that was that was my original design that didn't get published because I thought it would not look right excellent yeah yeah well there you go that's a good one you know that's yeah and that's cool that it it, it yeah you you learn something about you know what <laughs> it took you back through that line right because how long ago is robert the bruce right how many mothers who are children inside of mothers who are children inside of mothers who are children yeah how is that, yeah right yeah pretty nuts pretty nuts though Oh, uh, one more Deccan story I got to yeah, tell. Yeah. Uh, Leo three. This one was really interesting, and it's one of the only times I used a paper talisman in an astrological magic context. So it was like it was this one night. Um, let's see, Mars was in Leo in the third Deccan. So I got uh, yeah, and, and of course you know that's a double Mars Deccan. Yeah. Uh, I ended up getting Mars Day, Mars Hour, 
Mars was rising and insect. It was like everything was right. perfectly lined up. You know, I didn't have time to do a talisman. I, I like a metal talisman, but I was like, you know, I'm going to just going to do an image. It's going to be awesome. So I did the straight up image out of Picatrix, which is like a black man. He's eating meat. He's yeah. pouring a jug. Uh, and I ended up drawing like a table in front of him with all these like kind of like martial foods and uh, luxuries like tobacco pipes and spice you know pork. <laughs> yeah 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 and uh and it was excellent and uh, at the culmination of the you know election when it was rising i like wrote the name the fritch is the name yeah that i used and um i was like all right yeah cool i did it we'll see what happens the next day you know no, my uh one of my best friends, uh, he he was like, "Hey, w- let's have a barbecue today. <laughs> Come over. Let's let's uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get crunk on the porch." So I was like, "Yeah, hell yeah!" So I brought so I brought over uh, some meat. He had burgers. Someone else brought meat. So all we ended up having was meat. <laughs> and, the, and yeah, so we're on we're on the porch. All we have to cook is meat on this grill. We have no spatula, no fork, so we're using a huge kitchen knife to turn to turn the meat on the grill. Uh, you know, we're listening to uh, like mid '90s gangster rap, <laughs> and it's just. And I looked. I didn't think of it at the time, but I was sitting there as we were all kind of chilling at this little party. And uh, I was like, wow, this is the image. I looked over the table. I saw the grill. I saw the jug of drink. I saw the giant knife that I drew sticking out of the table is that we were turning the meat with. And, uh, yeah, it was just uh, – the, and the other interesting thing was the feeling that it had, you know, because that's, you know – Yeah, the, the emotional it's a, it's a double, content of the yeah, situation. Yeah, exactly. It's a double Mars Deccan. And there was this kind of sense of, like – we're on the porch, we're in this neighborhood and we're kind of like a little rowdy. You know what I mean? We're a little, there's like a, there's just a martial tinge to the entire thing. I mean, a bunch of dudes sitting around eating meat, listening to gangster rap is pretty double. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty awesome. So that was a, that was an interesting one. Everything just lined up perfectly and it manifested like almost instantly. So that was a good one. Yeah, it's like, um, it's like, you know, it's it's almost like tripling down on a transit. You know, like yeah. Mars, when Mars is in that Deccan of Aries, it will tend to bring, or excuse me, of Leo, it will tend to bring about that yeah. kind of situation. But then when you, when you hit it ritually and, you know, create an image, then it's like, okay, no, you're 100% going to have that transit. Another thing I was thinking as a possibility is, um, you know, I've heard it said before that paper talismans or talismans made out of similar materials may work faster, but not have quite as profound an effect. So I thought perhaps, perhaps maybe it had something to do with me uh, making the image on paper and having that in the combination of everything else lining up perfectly. Oh, that's really interesting. I'd never heard that before. Do you remember who said that? Uh, I think Cliff has said that. I think more than once. Okay. Yeah. I gotta get Cliff on. He's he's yeah, he's reticent, definitely. but um, 
I, I got to get him. I'll get him on sooner or I'll get him on maybe not sooner, but maybe later. Sure. Sure. <clears throat> we had some great talks at UAC because we were both there. <clears throat> but um, so what was I going to say? Um, blah, 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 blah. Oh, well, so paper talismans. Yeah. You know what I always what I've almost always do is um, even when it's stone or something else is the primary material. I, um, mm -hmm. I do a paper talisman and then I wrap the metal or stone in the paper. Ah, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, and sometimes, sometimes I do cloth. Sometimes I'll like paint or ink cloth like a paper talisman. And that's like a blankie for the, for the stone or metal. Oh, remember when we did the, uh, the Mercury Kazemi project? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you sent me like, a. A oh, little, yeah. uh, I did a, a little blankie. I yeah, did, that I did, was awesome. I did like a chessboard blankie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the fact that the Mercury um, Magic Square, the 8x8, eight eight, is a chessboard. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, pretty perfect. I think I did them white and black, and then I. Yeah, it was. It was white and black, and there was red. No, was, I think you did orange. the. I used the the. Oh, orange was it? Oh, mercury. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I drew yeah. little, I drew little orange mercuries into the white spaces in the checkerboard. On that's that. right. That's right. Yeah, that like, was a that was an interesting experience. That was a fun one. Yeah. Well, and what's funny little, is, is that little was, trouble. Well, that little was, trouble getting it back to you guys, but well, uh, that was know. it was because it was for somebody who had mercury fallen in Pisces. And oh, okay. so we, okay. it was so hard to get the, you know, super clean, exalted mercury thing to the person yeah. whose mercury was literally as opposite as possible. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Literally as opposite because that was a, yeah. And he, that was mercury. And yeah. And he, you know, when he reported on wearing it, when he finally got to music, like, oh, it's like, it's like, it's so good. It's like so mentally clear but like it would get lost or he'd forget about it like that thing did he and that that thing in him were they were like magnets that you know just repulse like you just so hard to get them together yeah 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 and that you know that 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 was really instructive for me back then about this idea like oh well if you've got a if you've got like a you know if if mercury is bad in your chart, you can't wear a mercury talisman. It didn't, yeah, no, no, no. And it didn't, That's bullshit. It, well, right, but there's an effect there. It's just not that it'll bring you misfortune. Yeah. It's that, like, it's so hard to get those two things together. Like, they'll just naturally slip, right? Sure, sure. Although, I think that, you know, I think that maybe that, like, oh, you know, um, woe will come to you if you have a bad blank and you have and then you make a good blank with some of the malefic with the malefics i think with mars and saturn that might be closer to the case i know someone sure. who has a very challenging mars position who got mm -hmm. a very powerful mars talisman and i know that they got in a ton of internet fights um that did not benefit them at all in the ensuing months and yeah. I was like, mm, I don't think you're, I think maybe like, you know, it's sort of like, you know, a powerful Mars talisman is sort of like, um, uh, like you a, better have a, an aim for it. Yeah. It's like an extremely you know? sharp sword or a high caliber rifle. Like, yeah, exactly. It has a, it has a utility. It's like, you yeah. shouldn't, you're not trained with this weapon. You're going to hurt someone or yourself. Sure. Yeah. 
Um, whereas, you know, with Venus or, you know, anything, I almost feel uh, like ahead. astrological magic in general. I feel like that rule applies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's pretty neutral. You know, it's what you it's what you bring to it, what you do with it. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's tools, right? It's like, here's yep. a, here's a Saturn thing. Do you know how to use a Saturn thing? Exactly. Um, but, and that's one of the things, you know, when I was back to the Saturn ring, for example, and I was talking about the initiatory value of some of these operations, I <laughs> felt like because we were both so consciously preparing and participating in that, that, that taught us about how Saturn works and about how yeah. to, how to wield the scythe as it were. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, if, uh, when and you know you talked about going into an operation less consciously and how mm -hmm. you get weird side effects and i've certainly gone into operations less consciously and how there there is this you know if when you do it consciously and if you're um if you're working with someone who's going to create the body of the talisman for you know like like, like you do like you know, we work together and you've worked together for other people um but if like, you know, if neither of you is really thinking about it or, you know, if only one person's thinking about it, it has a different effect. Um, yeah. And you kind of have to do you have to kind of do it anyway, but you might do it accidentally and later. I think. Um, mm. What did Cliff say? Cliff was uh, Cliff said that um, Warnock, Christopher Warnock, uh, had sort of a, a term he used called ring burn. He was about like hmm. when a person was first getting to know a talisman and they weren't synced up yet. And there was yeah. a ring burn. I, and I, I sure I like that because it sounds very Hobbit-esque. <laughs> it yeah, sounds yeah, very yeah. Middle Earth, um, but it also <laughs> makes sense. It does. It does. Yeah. But, I, you know, I, I just think there's a tremendous value in not only does it work better, when you really approach it fully consciously, like I'm going to bring this into my life. Um, but it's also, you know, it makes the, the practice of this art, um, not just practical, but also initiatory, you know, it change, yeah. you, you know, you change yourself. It's that, that it's what alchemy is supposed to be where, whereby changing matter, you change yourself for the better. Oh yeah. Yeah, most certainly. And that's yeah, it was a tremendously uh, initiatory experience for me, that uh, that or that Saturn experience, and it was very drawn out too. You know, it was it took a long time to uh, prepare everything. That's another interesting thing I've been thinking about. I'm not sure about this, but uh, I've been kind of noticing a relationship between the relative speed of the planets and the time it takes for a specific project to be brought to completion. You know, not always, but uh, this is a weird. It's a weird thing I've noticed. Oh no, it makes it makes perfect sense, right? Yeah. Like the 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 planets all have rhythms and timelines. Yeah. So in uh, <laughs> actually in uh, uh, in Vedic class the other day we were looking at uh, the uh, we we're looking at the the ninth divisional chart, um, and one of the things you can do with the ninth is you can see a person's sexuality as well as the sexuality of the partners they will tend to draw and mm. so and then so based on a plan on the planet in the seventh or ruling the seventh you got uh you you got the frequency with which that person likes to make the love 
And so it was mm -hmm. like, and so there was this, this timetable of like, um, and so, you know, and the teacher was like, yeah, you know, it's like, this isn't literal, but, um, this, yeah, this yeah. is like figurative what people would say. It's like Saturn, Saturn's period was a year. So like, you know, it seems like this person wants to have sex once a year. Right. That's what their partner would say about them when they're when they're annoyed. And then yeah, uh, yeah. the moon is every 48 minutes. <laughs> right. Right. And so yeah. he's like, these are not literal, but this gives you a sense of the timetable. Yeah, it'll give you an idea. It'll, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, let's see. Oh, I was going to say something. We were we were just before I brought up the <laughs> the sexual timetable. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I wanted to. Uh, so back to. um um back to martial arts for a second so oh, sure. you know um ashley and i uh we were gonna make some jow um jow, yes. right jow is um complicated herbal formula and so you can have a lot of different jows you could have like a bruise jow which is going to help you heal faster so this is an iron palm jow and so um for those who aren't familiar uh iron palm or iron broom it's the it's a method of making a limb or a part of the body much stronger and more durable on both a physical and energetic level so that when you hit things with it you hurt the thing and not yourself right um because you know um if you punch someone in their skull with your hand and your hands not conditioned you'll probably break parts of your hand um that's <laughs> that's how it works because it's actually a, the skulls are made of bone as much as we fear getting punched in the face um face punching's not good for hands right or if you yeah. kick someone and they block with their knee um if you don't have conditioned shins or instep you break your foot i know because i've done that several times and yeah so, i fucked my wrist up just on bags before so oh yeah yeah i, I can't imagine what bone would do yeah yeah exactly um <clears throat> it, it, the price of violence right and and so um you know iron it's called you know it's abbreviated as iron palm but it's not just the palm right so the 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 training protocol is basically uh qigong of a particular type right you do the energetic part and then mm -hmm. you you strike um the body the body part that you would like um to become stronger um against some resistant surface whether it's a bag traditional would be like level one is a, a canvas bag of mung beans level two is gravel level three is um like steel shot um but you would strike it um you would you would strike it against that material x number of times every day for you know minimum 100 days and you would apply mm -hmm. an herbal formula um, to the, to the body part, both before and after. Right. And you can do iron yeah. palm without like the sophisticated herbal formulas, but the general wisdom is it, it cuts the time in half to make the change. Right. So this is, you know, this is body alchemy, right? So you're building bone density, right? You're doing a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. It builds bone yeah. density. It changes the, 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 the tendons and the fascia. It changes the mm -hmm. energetic quality, your nervous system reprograms, um, your body learns to let the like, so when you hit something, um, part of the force reverberates back into your body, right? Yeah. And so when you do this a lot and you, you do it relaxed, right? When you do this a lot, you learn to like, you, you, you program. It can dis distribute throughout in yeah, a it'll, more healthy it, it, way, it'll, in a less damaging way. It'll, yeah, and it'll ground out. 
it'll it'll yeah the, the okay. vibration will run through your body and then ground out into your feet in the ground and so you don't yeah. take any of it but anyway nice. and so the um the herbal the herbal jowl component is you know it's sort of like one of the three components for doing it right and this isn't yeah. the stupid breaking your hand and letting it calcify method. This is the doing it right method. Right. Um, and so um, Jow is expensive. Um, you know, this kind of iron palm liniment is expensive um, because, it, you know, it requires like uh, there are a lot of recipes, but like 20 rare ingredients that sit for six months together. And so Ash and I were like, dude, we should make our own Jow because he's um, um, he's a plant guy. You know, he's one of those people that has a talent for the green. Like he understands plants. He has a great understanding of um, yeah. both natural and cultivated understanding of um, uh, 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 of the energetic level in the way that it intersects with the physical, you know, which is as studied by Chinese traditional medicine, but is just part of bodies and reality. Yeah. And so right. um, I noticed that I was like, dude, there's this I was like, let's make. Let's not just make jiao. Let's make magic jiao, right? Yeah, let's, absolutely. Like, why How not, could you not? Why not yeah. add the whole election to it? Why not add the ritual to it, right? Like, yeah. let's, let's, you know, like, why not magic? Um, if we're going to yeah. spend a couple hundred dollars on herbs and we're going to, we have to bottle it all in an afternoon anyway. And right. I'd been really um, impressed um, by what Kate had been doing. Uh, you know, Kate yeah. with Sphere and Sundry, um, going beyond talismans, Kate's been doing a lot of, you know, for lack of a better term, like enchanted materia, like doing candles, yeah. doing hydrosols, um, doing oils. Um, and, oh, yeah. And, and so, you know, she's done. Oh, I have Kate's regulus oil right next to me here. It's pretty fucking rad, oh. isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, it's good and, stuff. And so, it's all good stuff. And so, you know, yeah. she's been doing a lot of experiments like this. Uh, over the mm -hmm. last six months and I, I've been helping with the elections, but it's, you know, she's the one yeah, doing yeah. the other 90%. And yeah, I was, it's been really uh, exciting to see the things she's been doing. Yeah, it really has. And do the, yeah. the house is much more exciting. <laughs> oh, I, I bet my house is pretty insane right now. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, but anyway, you know, I, and I, you know, I known this was, possible and i taught that this in classes that this was a thing you can do you can it didn't have to be just talisman and talismans and garitza had been doing stuff like this for a while yeah, um, yeah but she's like been just, doing oils for a long time but like having just having it in the house right and mm -hmm. seeing the results you know because garitza lives in serbia i don't see her oils you know we talk about that yeah yeah but, mm -hmm. um <clears throat> and so i was like dude let's make enchanted jow like, let's do it. And so I, um, um, you know, obviously you don't want like a balls to the wall Mars election for that. Yeah. Right. Because it's because it's supposed. Right. To be, You're not trying to destroy or, well, or uh, but there's an, separate there's necessarily. An, right. There's an element of destruction. Right. Yes. It, it's hitting. Yeah. And part of mm -hmm. the um, the Jows, um, especially the level one Jows for Iron Palm, they they're they, they're supposed to heat. They bring the energy from the core of the body to the uh, to the to the tendons and to the fascia and to the muscles and the skin because you want to bring all the energy to that, right? And you want to sure. open everything up, um, uh, and so there is a heating component. Um, and so I was looking at this is was this just last weekend? This was just last weekend. Feels like a while ago. Um, 
um, you know, Mars was uh, uh, Mars was the very end of Capricorn, and there was this perfect trine between the Moon at the end of Taurus and Mars in Capricorn, and I could get uh. Mars rising in the hour of uh, in the hour of Mars with the Moon applying in, from you know in the fifth. And, yeah. And, okay. Well, that sounds pretty nice. Yeah. Well, but I wasn't going to do a talisman because Mars is so slow right now. Sure. And so, you know, although, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I'm not convinced that the slow planet is, doesn't have as much impact. I mean, especially one so close to being, we're going to come back you know? to that. Um, yeah. cause I have a, I have a story about that, about Tesla. Sure. Sure. But gotcha. So anyway, I, I, I don't like things that are that slow, but I was yeah. like, but this is slow. Like I'm not trying to cause an event swiftly, this is literally a jowl for the slow transformation of the mm -hmm. body. And, you know, and the with the moon always corresponding to the body and like connecting to that slow Mars with them both in earth signs, both in their exaltations. Yeah. I was like, this is this is it. Let's do it. And so we got, yeah. we got it together. Um, and, you know, it, it's interesting. It, when you just look at the herbs that would be used for like a good iron palm gel, they're mar a lot of them are martial herbs, right? Oh yeah. And so, yeah, of course they are, right? They're yeah. herbs that heat and invigorate. Yeah, nice. And sometimes, and some of them are poisonous. Um, they're little bits of the, in, in the traditional gels, there's little, little poisonous notes that are necessary to transform the flesh. Gotcha. And so, and there, there are animals, there's uh, wingless cockroaches mm -hmm. that are ground up and, and all that. It sounds like, I think I was telling you earlier, if you look at it's very of, uh, treasure of Alexander, it's very treasure of Alexander, except it's, it's a, it's a, you know, healing poisoning rather than just poisoning. Yeah. It's like the Mithridates antidote. You know, you take the poison a little bit at a time and yeah. <laughs> right. And, the, you know, those, it'll do you good. Yeah, exactly. And those jaws are for external application. Like you don't mm -hmm. you don't drink that shit and yeah, you, you don't right. rub it into open wounds. Right. It's, it's yeah. poor flesh that's closed. Um, yeah. But we did it. And I, I, I did like um, a standard Mars conjuration. Um, mm -hmm. I improv it. I was going to write it and I started using the Petrix one. And I was like, no, I'm just going to improv. I'm going to I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to speak from my Marshall little heart. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is funny because yeah. I never improv. I, I, um, I, so I do like a little. I, you know, yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I, it's funny. I, uh, the same thing happens to me occasionally. I'll write a petition out, and then it's just I'll get about a quarter of the way through, and you just kind of feel you kind of feel it. You get into it, well, and it, you kind of you can, yeah. You start feeling like like we're talking right now. Like instead yeah. of me read, you start feeling I, like I start feeling like I'm reading a prepared statement to Tony, but I'm like Tony's right yeah. here. Why don't I just talk to him? Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, and what's what I was going to say was interesting about that is, um, I'm fine with prepared stuff with every other planet, um, because you know I do like a, a daily five minute, what's up? It's your day, planet. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But I kind of hygromantia prayer type. Yeah, but I sort of yeah. Yeah, but I always improv Mars. I didn't. I didn't even realize okay. that I always improv Mars. But I yeah. always improv Mars. I'm. A, I have a thing that I do. Like there's a structure to it. You know, I honor the, um, you know, the 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 Smith and the warrior, 
and the alchemy, yeah. right? I'm like, you know, you whose whose power is it like the the changing flame, fire mm -hmm. hot enough to transform anything, whether for destruction or recreation. Like that's Mars's yeah. power. Like not the not the warming flame of the sun, but the transforming flame, mm -hmm. right? The flame that can melt steel, um, because it, because you can't change steel unless you have fire that that that's that hot you know yeah but anyway and so i went from i, I started standard mars and like kind of called the different aspects and then um focused in on mars as the smith god right at the, the yeah. that, that application of the flame and the energy was it was really hot at first and then it just sunk and went earth and so mm. i what i initially planned I was worried that we'd be able to get it done in like the hour and five minutes of the, you know, of the day and hour or of yeah. the hour. Dude, Ash and I got it done in 20 minutes. We just were like, we just fell into silent efficiency. And I was yeah. like, okay, well, when you, when you invoke the, like the hard, well, that's a beautiful moment, the hard when worker, that happens, like, and we were just like, it wasn't, it wasn't angry like that, that Mars just, it just like sunk into doing it. And, yeah. so, and then we were able to do about twice as much as we thought because we were like, we're done. Mm -hmm. I was like, we got 35 minutes left. All right. That's nice. Yeah. But so well, that's, that's exciting. That, yeah, that's in the basement. Um, yeah. And so that and that's we um, because we had extra time. Ash was because, uh, you know, I was doing I was handling a lot of the ritual stuff. And, you know, he's the yeah. herb master. Um, but um you know we we got to the point where he'd done all of the like mixing and bottling and you know you, you mix the alcohol with uh, the the herbal mixture and and you know writing yeah. sigils on the bottle and all that and we're done and it, and i was like oh you don't have anything to do so i had him we had um um like kate had red paper there uh, she had red paper for a mars thing she'd done before she had a ton of sheets of red paper and i was like okay i was like dude draw this mars square draw the mars square yeah yeah on yeah. these red and we'll and we'll wrap each of the bottles in it and so oh, nice so he drew 10 mars squares and you know you know what i gave him so that he had it so he could see it i gave What's him that? you remember when you did the the mars exaltation piece for me you sent uh, me the little tables yeah you yeah. did like a uh, you did a you did a little framed piece. It's like gold ink on black of the uh, Mars yeah, yeah, square yeah. with the um, uh, with the the seals. And so I yeah. I was just like, hold on, and I got it from the office, and I was like, do this uh, on every one nice. of those. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So it ended up being really good. I mean, the operation felt as perfect as possible. And so, I mean, that's a good indication, but you, yeah, always, you always gotta just see what it does. But yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta let it sit for six months. And so, what's fun, right, and accidental is <clears throat> we'll be able to take this stuff out like three days before my birthday, and my birthday I will enter a Mars ruled perfection. Ah, uh, lucky you! There yeah, you go. so I'm gonna I'm gonna get you know. Um, I don't know, 10 gallons of iron palm liniment. <laughs> for yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll, awesome. we'll probably sell some of it, but mostly it was yeah. like, let's do this. And then, you know, if there's extra and people like, you know, people want to do iron palm training, then sure. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. That's exciting. Yeah, it, it was, it was. And um, yeah, it's fun. It's, you know, it's, it's fun to like,
be inspired by someone you inspired who inspired you. There's that like kind of web of, you know, when you're, when you're doing it right and you don't get too cramped with your ego and everybody just lets that flow. Like, you know, we all just kind of end up getting better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So one, I think one more, maybe one more thing and then maybe we'll let it go. Um, sure. So I want to talk about the double DOE. Oh, double crowns. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, a couple years ago, we figured out, maybe it was Garita that figured out. Maybe it was me that figured out. Maybe it was Nina. I don't remember. Um, but we came to know <laughs> that there would <laughs> yeah. be like a period of like three hours where both the sun and the moon would be in their respective degrees of exaltation at exactly the same time. Mm -hmm. And we're like, okay, this doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Uh, we got to do something. And so um, UI and Kate designed uh, an operation for a talisman, little like little, a, a crown, a lunar crown and a solar crown, mm -hmm. one of gold and silver that were conjoined in the, Egyptian double crown style and uh, Garita also worked that one, but I don't, uh, I don't remember. She did something else. And I th think Nina might've, I remember us talking about it. I'm not sure what she did. Maybe okay. I'll, I'll ask her about it if I can get her on here. Um, yeah. But um, what was your, what was your experience of that? And what do you think it did? Um, you know, it's a good question. I think uh, there was, it was very much about coming into my own sense of sovereignty. And the funny thing is before I did those projects, I was having a lot of like anxiety over mortality that I had never, something that never really affected me in my life previously. And just a lot of this weird kind of, uh, kind of fear and anxiety around that and uh that was the beginning of your Saturn return right um it must have been yeah yeah it was but anyway yeah i felt like it really brought me into a sense of uh of, of personal sovereignty and of almost immor immortality you know not to get too not to get too uh sorry hold on i'm having an error here oh no worries but yeah though the well because you know i think the uh, to a certain degree the sun corresponding to our spirit is the immortal part of us because there's a part of us that is immortal and we can be centered there or located there or we can be we can locate and identify with the parts of us that will fall away mm-hmm and so, no, I don't, I don't think it sounds crazy to, to, you know, feel that immortality. Gordon would certainly prove. Oh, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how was your, how was your experience with those or what, what have you uh, taken from those? Okay. So one, the, um, just the experience of doing the operation. Mm -hmm. I think that was like the best energy I've ever felt. It did feel really good. Oh, I remember talking so to you good. afterwards. It was like really rejuvenating and just uh, 
I don't know. It was just good juju. Oh, yeah, it just felt perfect. I remember talking yeah. to Yuritsa uh, pretty shortly after that, and she was like, Austin, the energy feels so good. <laughs> and it did. It just felt so good. It was, you know, it was yeah. like um, just like bathing in the nectar of the gods. Um, yeah. And it was, it was um, you know, because... Very fecund, fecund energy. Yeah, well, it, very, you know, but it, it was like it was so balanced. It was like exactly it was like warm in a way that warm feels good and cool yeah. in a way that cool feels good at the same yeah. time. Yeah, the um, the sovereignty part. Absolutely. Um, so when Kate and I were were doing the operation, uh, initially, we were maybe going to do like sort of um some some union of our respective kingdoms wink, sure wink. um yeah <clears throat> but when we were doing it we're like no, no no this is about like us as being totally sufficient in and of ourselves yeah 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 right and so we're like no no we right. don't, this isn't like a formula of union this is like mm -hmm. i am i you know i am both sun yeah. and moon myself you right are both the union sun is and there yourself. and then yeah yeah but it was more it was more like it was internal union Mm -hmm. um, and then, like respecting the sovereignty of the other, rather than like mixing yeah. it up. And yeah. so that that was interesting. Um, I also, yeah, um, and of course, some of this is because we chose the shape of a crown for the talismans. Yeah. Um, you were like you were saying, like the image, the form, um, patterns the energy in a certain yeah. way. But we also chose that because it's. You know the the sun and moon in their exaltation. They are the um, yeah the king and queen, or you know the 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 solar sovereign and the lunar sovereign. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, as far as the way that rippled into my life, I feel like that was actually a a, a slow ripple. Yeah. Um, like it feels great, and when I wear it, yeah, I you know what, feel I, better. I, I, but I yeah, that's exactly my situation. I feel like nothing really super spectacular seems to have happened. But all I know is that it's one of my favorite pieces that I have. I actually don't have a, a tremendous amount of talismans of my own, but uh, that's one of my faves for sure. Yeah. Well, and when I look at like where my life has gone since then, like there's an uptick. Um, yeah. you know, I'm like, uh, I've been steadily laboring to get better at what I do and to, you know, be a better person. And, you know, I've mm -hmm. been like, I'm, I'm very steady as she goes, as far as my life goes. And yeah. I was doing that before. And I was certainly like growing a little bit every time yeah. increment, but things have taken off since then. Like the, the level of growth is just better since then. Yeah. Like, sure. Um, and what uh, I was talking with Kate about this. Kate actually brought this up the other day. She was like, you know, I know this sounds weird, but I feel like sphere and sundry is a result of that sun moon talisman. She's like, it's like, she's like, this is me coming into mm -hmm. my own and like doing, bringing everything that I'm good at together into one yeah. thing that's fully my own. She's like, I know that's, you know, like it sounds weird to say that about something that, you did two and a half years ago. No, that's oh, awesome. Yes, this is a result yeah. of that. But like, that's kind of what I got from it too, was that like slow, just like 
becoming more yourself in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So you can. Uh... Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mentioned the images again. Um, the one story I, I have to tell you, um, I actually made, I made Sarah a, uh, one of the Mars and exaltation rings that we did. And um, she chose uh, for her image to put on the ring uh, an axe. So I put a battle axe on each side, kind of like flanking an onyx. That's kind of rad. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. And um, she had some pretty interesting experiences with that. She ended up, uh, she's from York, PA. We live up in Williamsport. So she went down. So that's East, you're to, in Eastern PA, right? I'm in Central PA. Okay. I'm like, kind of like, like you go smack dab in the middle, kind of like a little bit north of that. Okay. But uh, yeah. So she went back home to see a bunch of friends and she ended up taking um, that Mars talisman with her. Um, and uh, the, the most interesting thing is I think with, with those pieces in particular, and I don't know if you've had this experience is that uh, it will set up the landscape and the situations around you to be at your advantage should should a combative should conflict like, arise yeah should conflict arise and um <laughs> she was seeing axes everywhere like any any anywhere she would go there would be like an axe like totally out of place she'd be in someone's house and someone would like put an axe down on the kitchen table and like uh, i don't know it's like sometime later in that day uh it someone taught her how to use the axe oh really uh, yeah 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 mm -hmm. and uh another interesting thing was it seemed to almost not maybe not draw conflict to her but uh opportunities would arise where if she had otherwise just acted out on her mars instinct you know it may not have gone so well but there was this kind of uh strategic or tactical advantage she had where she just she just waited the perfect moment would arise for her to be victorious which is so mars and capricorn exactly exactly yeah you know i um so. in um in looking over the charts of the various martial artists i've trained with and under I realized mm -hmm. that I've been to the Mars and Capricorn school. <laughs> there was oh, yeah? there was one school that I was at in uh, in my mid twenties, where the head student was a Mars and Capricorn, the teacher was a Mars and Capricorn, and the teacher's teacher was a Mars and Capricorn. Oh wow! And that's pretty nuts. So I got to see how Mars and Capricorn, you know, thinks about conflict. Yeah, and it was exactly as you described. It yeah. was. It wasn't furious assault. It wasn't the best. The best defense is a good offense. Mm -hmm. It was like, wait for them to fail. Help them. Yes. Help them fail, mm -hmm. and then crush them utterly and entirely. Yeah. 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 You know, which is different. Like that. You know, the Mars and Scorpio is the like steadily and invisibly seek victory always mm -hmm. be probing and moving like you know be that river that's finding victory and you know in mars and aries is just like knock them the fuck out 
right? Yeah. No warning. Mm -hmm. like, be too much for them. But that that Saturn in, or excuse me, that Mars in Capricorn was just like, yeah, help them make the mistake and then crush them entirely. Mm -hmm. This is such a nerd thing, but I have to say, I We're made nerds. myself. That's a, okay. Uh, oh yeah, nerds talk a, about uh, nerd shit when they hang out. That's right. I have a. Uh, I made myself a Mars and Cap ring on the same election. I I use it mostly for casting other Mars pieces. That's its main function for me. But it has the weirdest it has the weirdest side effect where I twice I've I host uh, D and D occasionally with a few buddies of mine. Twice I took the ring down to me for a session, and it was just like crit twenty after crit twenty after crit twenty like. In the most ridiculous way. I have had... And I ended up killing, like, two of my friend's characters. Dude, I've, I've I didn't, literally I didn't had exactly to. the same like, experience. Really? Literally. I So I have, um, on my Mars altar for a while, I had a yeah. red D20 that I, I would always turn <laughs> up so that it was in the middle of these two machetes um, and atop them, and it would be... I would have it on the 20... And there were there were two times where I I was running a D and D game and I just yeah. done my Mars prayers with that and dude and I as the dungeon master I was just rolling twenties and murdering yeah, all of the characters. Oh my god! It was like I'm sorry guys, I really don't know what to tell you. Like it was it was pretty nuts. That's wow, that's insane. Man. Yeah, that's crazy. That's... You had exactly the same experience. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and yeah. I, I remember Cliff saying something one time about video or about video games and um and stuff. He was like, he's like, you know, if you do a bunch of work for a money, you know, if you do like a, a money talisman or you do some spell work for money, he's like, don't go. You get twenty. You'll get twenty thousand gold in your world of Warcraft. Yeah, he's like, don't. Something. He's like, you'll you'll basically spend that luck in a game if you're playing. Yeah. He's like, so don't yeah. do that. Um, and sure. I thought that was because um, it's whatever reality you're operating in. Exactly. It, it makes makes no difference. I mean, like, how is that any different from you uh, having, you know, good luck on a, in a poker game? You know, it's very much the same thing. It's not outside of the uh, right, not somehow outside of reality. It's just a, well, I mean, and I mean, yeah. th these are all what we want to win at are all just human games. Right. Yeah, like, truth be told. Yeah. Like, you know, um, how should we say the the game of American dollars and banking and PayPal and all those, those are all game structures yeah. that are created by human beings. Yeah. Like so is D. They're all abstractions of abstractions. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah. D D is people less people believe in your D D campaign and have consented to play than than you know, have consented to play in the dollar game. But like mm -hmm. those are those are human things, right? Somebody somebody yep. made up all of those. Yeah. The dollar game is a little bit less fun than the. Um... <laughs> yeah. So what? Well, um, doesn't what... have to be, but usually but, so is. Setting, usually that's the case. What settings do you play in when you when you do D and D? Are you like a Forgotten Realms guy? You get down with uh, some, some actually... Dark Sun, some Planescape. I don't know any of that. Oh. What I did. Too young, yeah, no. the fuck out. Dude. No, no, no. I, well, yeah, it could be that, but also, I just, I'm a huge fan of uh, of Elder Scrolls, like the Morrowind game, Oblivion, Skyrim, that whole thing. You know, I, so I played. That's the, dude, I played Daggerfall that's the in like 1994. Did you? Now that's that's some old school stuff. That's awesome. So I ended up, um, I got the Pathfinder rulebook, 
and I just like dissected it and I adapted the mechanics of Pathfinder to work for my own little uh, Elder Scrolls campaign. And it's amazing. I love it. That's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. But you should do it. So, should... oh my gosh, it, it was a Mercury in Virgo uh, a couple of years ago. The entire time Mercury was in Virgo, I just, I wrote, I, oh, I can't even tell you. I've never done anything like this, but I like just uh, wrote down all the game mechanics, you know, yeah. completely. I like, basically there's a, I was adapting a video game into D&D. So Morrowind was a, a game for, came out for PC Morrowind and was the first Xbox. So good. It's my favorite game of all time. But I basically went online and f- converted all of the game mechanics that I could into die mechanics, which right. is really weird and confusing. And I don't think I'd be able to explain how. I don't think it'd be that interesting, but uh, yeah, just... Uh, that uh, that Mercury in uh, in Virgo time. Yeah, well, and that's that's Mercury's job, right? Is to encode mm-hmm. a reality into numbers and letters. Yeah, yeah, that was I, definitely a. Uh... W- one of my most memorable Mercury ritual experiences um, resulted in me having this feeling and vision of having this giant halo of numbers and letters. It was like this gridded out halo of numbers and letters emanating from my head. I felt oh, like nice. I, I, when I was in that particular trance state, I could just convert, you know, anything from numbers into letters into reality. It, it was. Uh, you could just reach out and pull them from your uh, from your halo. Yeah, it felt like I temporarily yeah. had a magical supercomputer in my head. Nice. That'd be a good image. And so sometimes I'll reach for that in ritual. Like, I don't, do you have any visions where like, like, you know, you had such a strong moment at the peak of a ritual, but, but, and you can remember it years later and you can reach back to that and draw power from it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 There's a particular uh, Venus um, uh, working that I did that, uh, that sticks with me, reminds me a lot of that. Very strong uh, visual. Uh... Dude, yeah. Can you can you share the vision or is it is it too? Specific, <sighs> is it too I don't want to get too specific, but uh, yeah, it was. Um, think think uh, morning star phase Venus rising uh, in Libra, and uh, yeah. We'll leave it at that then. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. I, we'll leave it at that. One of my, if I get any more specific, it's going to be. You know. It's going to be lewd. We can't have yeah. that. Um, I, I, the thing that comes to mind for me for Venus is when I was, I was doing a thing many years ago. This is probably like 2009 or something. Um, but I was doing this sort of energy work, visualization, Venus journeying thing. Kind of okay. going to that realm, if you will. And yeah. I got... In spontaneously in the vision, it was what I got was I, I kind of got the Venus on the clamshell, like Venus coming um, out of the, you know, the from the horizon on the ocean to the shore, except it wasn't a clamshell that was like enclosing and surrounding Venus. Yeah, it looked like like a piece of like East Indian or Thai art where mm. like where it was uh, a bunch of 
it was a bunch of like snakes or nagas with their their hoods open that created. She was standing on the hoods. She was surrounded by it, kind of emerging from uh, this like seven headed snake naga thing. Seven headed, eh? I think it was seven. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that would uh, relate to the image I was just describing as well. And. An interesting way and i don't know yeah that's super cool yeah it was, it's just one of my like go-to's and then i was like led into yeah. this garden and there was this hmm, gnostic moment there was this like experience i was like oh it, like there was the venusian you know spirit figure i was like oh you are delicious fruit and i was like and i am delicious fruit like this <laughs> this vision of like we are all like the succulent fruit of eden yeah Right. And there's a feeling of like when you're like in Venus mode where you're like, I'm delicious. Right. But you can oh, yeah. also see that yeah. the world is delicious and the mm -hmm. other beings are delicious. Exactly. Exactly. That's the best part about Venus talismans for me. Dude, I need a, I don't have a Venus it's just... DOE. I have almost, oh, really? I have like all the other DOEs, but I need a Venus okay. DOE. Yeah, we'll hit that one. That's an easy one. Well, not always easy, but. We'll yeah. see. We'll yeah. see what the next few uh, Venus and Pisces look like. Yeah, I think next year is good. I think I looked at it. But uh, yeah, I don't, which is funny because the very first talisman or the very first Picatrix work I ever did was Venus, but it was Venus in Libra. Um, yeah. And that worked yeah. great. And I still have that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I made a spell pot rather than a talisman. I have no idea why I made ah, a spell pot. But that's, that's what I did and it worked great. And nice. I basically did a paper talisman and then sealed it in a pot and then painted the pot uh and i've never opened it and the oh. uh it's still on my venus altar i can look at it right now nice so i don't want to open it because it worked well at the time and uh, yeah right <laughs> you know yeah but nice so quick note before we go um <clears throat> so in uh in vedic with the yogas, right? There are these things called Maha, <laughs> there are these conditions called Mahaparus yogas, which basically okay. mean like, av they're like planetary avatar yogas. Uh, Mahaparus in this context translates as like great person. Um, and there's like great person of the five planets. You can't have, you can't be a sun or moon avatar or a Rahu or Ketu avatar, but, you know, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, there's a Mahapurus for each of them, okay. right? And so in the conditions will make perfect sense to you. Do you have one of those planets in its sign of exaltation or rulership? Is it angular? Great. You're, you're an avatar of that planet. Oh, wow. Nice. Right. And those are actually thought to, those are treated as overriding a lot of other um, uh, indications in the chart. It's like no. Dude. So wait, just just the planet and domicile and angular, or exaltation and angular. Okay, okay. It's huh. like, you know, no. If you've got like Saturn, is there an opposite like Nemesis? <laughs> <laughs> like 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 uh, you're terrible at this planet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like what if you have like a I don't know, a planet in uh, in detriment on an angle or something. I mean, we Not could probably thinking. come up with a name for that. But um, yes, for sure. anyway, so with these, these Mahapurus, right? So the idea is like, mm -hmm. it's like, dude, you've got Mars and Aries in the first, like, yeah, yeah. there's the rest of your chart, but we can kind of always go back to that Mars if we want to talk yeah. about you in your life. Right. Which is, it's just a great way of abbreviating principles we would use anyway. Right. Yeah. So the, um, <clears throat> so I have a, I have a Jupiter Mahapurus yoga. 
um, because, okay. because I got Jupiter in the first in Cancer um, in both my tropical and sidereal charts. Sweet. And yeah, not bad, not bad. I got to look at my sidereal. I don't um, think I have My chart was probably... actually rectified for the first time two minutes uh, over, and I agree with it. I'm very careful about rectification. And yeah. And it moved my ascendant to within like two minutes of my Jupiter. And I was like, I can accept that. <laughs> it changed almost, right. it only changed my chart in the, the 10th divisional, um, whatever. And anyway, but, um, mm -hmm. so yeah, I've got this Jupiter Mabrus thing. And nice. so the, um, and so that that's called, um, the Hamsa yoga, or Hamsa Mabrus, which means swan. Um, that's like their symbol for spirit and Jupiter and all that. And it's supposed mm -hmm. to give you, it's like, oh yes. And this person will have this, this, and this, and they will have, you know, they will have a beautiful voice like a swan. Mm. <laughs> if you ever, you've heard swans, right? Uh, no, actually. They're, they're basically angry honking geese. They sound yeah. terrible. <laughs> but um, it's a, we have plenty of geese around here. So I just, can imagine. Huh? Yeah. Right, you know, oh, you know, look at this beautiful, like, you know, look at this beautiful, <laughs> elegant creature. And so, yep. um, you know, I, Kate was giving me some shit for being, I don't know, a half orc because I'm. If we're if we're playing like D and D, like I'm a half. Yeah. Um, I've got like okay, okay, and I'm have to remember hygienic things. But anyway, and I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I am a swan of a man. <laughs> and we have i was like it's right there in the chart you can read it in parashara yeah and so we have we have joked about uh how i'm a i'm a lovely swan of a man <laughs> a half indeed you swan are indeed. Of a man. <laughs> oh that's good but it's it's true in some ways it's just there are other things which contradict that in hilarious ways sure my, yeah. you know, my, my orcish genes, which I'm probably going to blame dad's side for. Cause my, my mom's <laughs> side, they look like, they look like elves. They're all like yeah. tall. Yeah. I have like an, my, my aunt, uh, my aunt Nunny. Tall, good posture. My, my aunt Nunny is 5'11 and has had perfect, not gray hair, perfectly silver hair since she was 40. Mm -hmm. They look like fucking elves, dude. <laughs> yeah. And my brother looks like an elf. I got the, uh. I, I got something else. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, man. I think. Um, oh, go ahead. I think. Um, I don't know if this is the, the the place to give advice to people interested in this, but we can um, do that. We can do whatever. I, we I think. You know, you'd mentioned before about your experience. You know, backing a huge truck, parallel parking a huge truck, and how that spatial intelligence. You know, that whole thing. And how you kind of turned that around and said, oh, you know, there's, uh, how do I word this? Well, it gave me respect yeah. for people who were, who were doing that every day, who I didn't think of as like, oh, those are highly intelligent. Yeah, exactly. I think the point I was trying to get at is you didn't take, you didn't uh, turn it into like a bitter thing. You, you, you know what I mean? You, uh, you elevated that experience, you know? But uh, anyway, I think it's important to uh, I think it's important for people to, you know, get in contact with other people who are doing this. I think it's essential because if I didn't have the Picatrix assembly, you know, if I didn't have uh, your tutoring, et cetera, 
you know, I I could have made, you know, I, I don't know how many terrible cursed talismans by now. You know what I mean? So, and it's because of the, you know, the constructive criticism and and the support, but almost, you know, the curse, the criticism more, you know, more so. It's almost more important. And, um, you know, don't take things personally <laughs> when people tell you that you're wrong or don't do this. Don't do this. This is a terrible idea. If someone tells you that, you should really think about it. Um, and not take it to a place where you're like, oh, you know, you're going to try and tell me how to do magic and I've been doing magic for blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think that's... Uh, you got to, you know, you got to be humble about this stuff, especially at the beginning. It's not easy. The elections aren't easy. There's a million things that can be wrong in an election and you won't always see them. You know, so have a, have a, have a second or third pair of eyes to, you know, go over your... Uh, your elections for you, for sure. It's always a good idea. I still do. I still have people look at my elections, post them publicly, most of them, unless it's like a private commission for someone. If I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna make some sun talismans or something. I'll usually almost always post it up because, uh, you know, there might be something I didn't see. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, and sometimes I'll like, you know, privately email somebody, something like, oh, dude, check out this configuration. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be like, yeah, but what about Mars? Mm -hmm. I'll be like, mm. right. And I'll have to think about it. Yeah. 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 And when you have people who like, you know, are criticizing or, you know, giving you feedback based on their understanding of the art rather mm -hmm. than, you know, trying to be better than you know rather than an ego right. based place but you know that like they're just like mm, i don't know i don't think that's going to work because they don't think yeah. it's going to work right and, right you know and you know that that's where you're they're coming from that gives you something to push off of right that's like mm -hmm. um, uh you know that, that that's that that's part of what um uh i don't know there's like a physical metaphor it's not i guess you could say it's like sanding the wood Right. To make sure that that finish is smooth. Mm. Right. But it's that that yeah. friction which perfects the form rather than yeah. that destroys it is really important. That's, you know, and I think that's part of why we all reflect so fondly on the Picatrix assembly is yeah. we didn't like we rarely ag agreed on anything. Like Everybody was always <laughs> arguing about both principle and application mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. But like yeah. I had to like think about why Eric said that. And I had to think yeah. about why you said that or Garitza said that, or mm -hmm. you know, some of the other people, I wish I could remember some of the, uh, well, is it Elizabeth and anyway, but you know, we were, I, I, I had to think about it be like, well, why, why do I think differently? And yeah. should yeah. I? <laughs> right. Right. There's a steep current, uh, steep learning curve to this art for sure. I mean, well, and yeah, and the idea that like, this is not a thing where you can come in already knowing exactly how everything's going to work. Cause I, I feel like part of the sort of the psychological complex, which overlaps with magic is the desire to be a, a master of your own life and to be in control of reality. And mm -hmm. that's, that's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing. Um, that's a good, that's a useful motive, 
but sure. the we have this idea of the like the wizard or the you know the powerful sorcerer as the person yeah. who like is creating their reality in in exact accordance with their will and there's uh the the like the the problem there is the control fantasy Mm-hmm. And they're always, you know, like w- when we're when we're doing this kind of work, the these celestial art, if you will, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you're not in control of everything. Like the, there's no perfect collection. No. There's like I don't know, looks pretty good, looks good enough for me to to see what it does. Yeah, right. You're not just like yeah. shaping reality with your mind. Like mm-hmm. you need to be doing that too. But like, yeah there's the there's the you know the the personality of the materials the personality of that moment in time and it's it's always an experiment and yeah it, when, it is when you that's, go that's a yeah when you go into true. it like i'm gonna do this experiment i think i'm gonna get this and i'm excited to find out yeah. um when the, when the when you when emotionally you connect to the portion of the result which is unknown with curiosity and excitement like the whole thing you know the whole thing be, it becomes much more of a joy and your egos yeah. your egos out of the way because you've admitted that you don't know but then that that portion of the unknown is positive because you get to find out it's good yep. it could be more amazing than you think i'm sure you've done yeah. stuff where yeah. like, holy fuck did that turn out good yeah yeah and it's not at all what i expected but it's awesome that does that's good yeah we yeah. kate had some of that with the regulus um yeah yeah I, oh my god i have some of that with regulus too go go first though. and that's also like that's pretty regulus in nature right but yeah yeah, um, yeah. I, you know uh we were sitting around and she was like yeah you know are there good times for this or that and i was like oh yeah there's a really good regulus election and she's like okay i'm gonna work it and she'd just done a mars and an algal over the previous month they're really yeah. good elections and they just like they were bang on like i everything yeah it was it was um everything the result the excuse me the experience of the operation and then the mm-hmm. resulting materia was exactly as expected right did you guys have any electronic weirdness with the algal um i stayed as far away as possible while <laughs> i don't blame doing you. the the algal yeah. um sure sure um uh it, it did the 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 area where the work happened did kind of feel like a psychic black hole for a day, sure. um, which is what Algol is supposed to feel like. Um, yeah. But anyway, so she, but she, anyway, she'd just come off like two like clear nailed it operations. Yeah. Right. Where sometimes, you know, in the middle of it that you nailed it. And then yeah. sometimes you, you don't know. Right. But she just like had two nailed it. And then she did the mm-hmm. regulus and she was like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I think, and you know, it was, you know, stuff that, that just happens. Yeah. And, but then the, the regulus outcome, the, the stuff was so much stronger mm-hmm. than either of us expected. We mm-hmm. expected it like it worked. Right. Um, yeah. But it was like, yeah, that worked, but this was like, Oh my God. Um, yeah. And it, it was interesting because sometimes when you do, you know, when you do work like this, um, you get doors blown open inside you in the middle of it where you're like, you're like, Oh, and now, now, you know, it's like, I just, I just, I just grew a new chakra. (laughs) You know, you don't know. Sure. Um, Sure. um, Like this part of me is open and operational for the first time ever. Um, Mm -hmm. And 
was interesting is that the regular stuff that happened over the next two months, like she had okay. um, regulus near right next to the midheaven, and she, that had yeah. never connected to that or felt that, but it like blew open that door. Oh, and, excellent! And it was like she was like, oh, and she was like feeling it for the first time ever. Yeah. It was yeah. interesting to see it like accidentally activate a natal uh, configuration. It's also just yeah. one of those things where you're like, oh, I guess that worked. And then two months later, you're like, holy fuck, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, I, I, my first Regulus piece was elected by Grisa. And it was a little unusual. It was Sun Regulus, but it was it was excellent. And um, I remember... After doing that, I would like people were regarding me as some kind of authority on uh, on this subject, and I was nowhere near, you know, that that level that I would consider myself an expert, you know. Oh, I and mean, regu uh, and that was also the same time that like m that my work blew up. Right. Yeah, for I, sure. I mean, for sure. You know, I've always said Regulus, but when I think about it you're probably right in that it's regulus because that the the reg is the is the is king yeah yeah oh that's just kind of how i yeah no i i i'd yeah. never thought about because in in english it looks like regulus yeah um yeah. but um yeah Re regulus will make you famous you know mm -hmm. trump's got it on the rising he's yeah he does he's famous for everything he does right he's yeah. like you know, to a certain degree, his whole for um, better or for worse, he'll get that attention. Yeah, and he'll so I, the, the, it's yeah. the only like Regulus definitely slides towards the positive for most things. Yeah, but yeah. you know, too much Regulus will just make something famous. It'll make you know, you can make a problem famous. Exactly. Um, you can you know, you can make the the uh, how should we say the um, you can make uh, aspects of your personality which are not so good. You can make it. Famous. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The first, the first Regulus piece I made, um, I kept one for myself and uh, I would see cops everywhere, everywhere. Right. Every Maybe time I would leave criminal, my house, you don't every wanna... time. But the thing is, any, any time I would have an interaction with them, it was super pleasant. Like they were super friendly towards me. So that's that's an interesting little thing. Yeah, well, it's supposed to give the favor of kings and those in authority, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But part of that is maybe drawing their. But I always thought of you. police so, officers as more of like a kind of marshal, less of a kingly, but more of a. They are, but they serve. Yeah, they serve the king. The soldiers yeah. serve the king. Right. Um, right. But yeah, like, but you can't be, you know, beloved by sovereigns if they don't notice you. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, and that to me that brings up the like the um sort of the spectrum of visibility and invisibility magic mm. right because it, it is useful to go unnoticed it is yes. also useful to be noticed mm -hmm. and you know what is the um you know what is the one ring grant you it grants you invisibility mm -hmm. what is the what is one of the powers the first spirit and the lesser key is supposed to grant you the power mm -hmm. of invisibility and then, you know, how many things um, grant you fame and high offices, right? And that's like, like there's there's the art of being able to, I don't know, let's say do a Saturn piece to be invisible. But then there's the art and then there's the art of, you know, doing a visibility thing to get noticed. But then mm -hmm. there's the human art 
of knowing when to be visible <laughs> yeah. and when yeah. to be invisible. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, it's, it's, um, the answer is not one or the other and yeah. you know, nobody will miss you if you never go away. Right. Right. But there's that. Uh, true. True. That's, uh, yeah. yeah, that's, uh, something I've been thinking about lately. Well, and yeah. so I, I'd like to thank you for being, uh, being visible, uh, or at least oh, yeah. audible here today. My pleasure.